0: Sir, yes, sir. Another beautiful morning to talk some 49 of football. I got my guy, Darius Butler, former NFL uh, defensive back, nine-year pro, played with some great quarterbacks. He's been back in Jimmy Garoppolo, and not just now. like It is something that he's been doing. So I was like, you know what, D? DB, let me bring him on to give an outsider's perspective on Jimmy Garoppolo and how he views him. An outsider that played professional sports, played with Tom Brady, played with Cam Newton, played with Andrew Luck. What better source to go to? All right, we're going to get into all that and more 49ers defense, all that good stuff. Y'all know what it is, man. It's San Francisco 49ers Morning Show. Let's go. Intercepted. It is picked off by Eric Rodgers Over midfield. He'll run it. All the way into the end
1: zone. The Crop Talk TV podcast. TV podcast.
0: Welcome 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 to another episode of the San Francisco 49ers morning show. I'm your host, former NFL and NFL defensive back Eric Crocker. And y'all know what it is, man. Y'all know what it is. We getting here talking about some more 49ers football. It's NFC Championship week. 49ers were 2 and 4, and then 3 and 5. It looked look a little 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 grim, right? We didn't see this coming, but uh, I'm pretty sure that everybody in that building They believe that they'd be here, and they're prepared for this moment. So this is exciting. They'll be playing against the LA Rams uh, Sunday morning or Sunday afternoon or whatever time uh, against the Rams at Levi's South SoFi Stadium. That's going to be really exciting. Jimmy Garoppolo, man, we talked pretty much spent an entire show yesterday talking about Jimmy Garoppolo, his clutch ability. Is he clutch? Is he not? Different issues that people have. He's been polarizing throughout the really the media. This entire week, any show you talk about, like they're, they're talking about Jimmy Garoppolo and everybody's split on what he is, but one guy who's been very consistent with his thoughts on Jimmy Garoppolo, my guy Darius Butler, uh, NFL veteran, he'll be joining joining us in just a few minutes. All right, uh, Darius, he's been backing Jimmy Garoppolo the whole time. He's been he's been really big on his. Abilities, capabilities, and all that stuff, so really excited to hear his perspective right here live on the show. He's played with some great players, great players, and great quarterbacks, and we'll be able to draw some comparisons there, kind of get his uh, thought process. I see my guy, Mr. Uh, BMW Lotus. Is it still blurry? I saw that my, uh, my bandwidth dropped a little bit, so... It looks like I'm I should be back in focus, but uh y'all let me know. Y'all let me know. I I didn't see Mina Kimes. I didn't see what she said, but I've definitely heard her or seen her her name all through Twitter, kind of for whatever she said. You know, Jimmy's teammates love him. One of his teammates, Jim uh, Jimmy Ward, he was just on my guy Darius Butler's uh 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 on his uh, podcast. So Jimmy Ward was on the podcast. We'll get Darius's thoughts on on Butler. I mean on Ward. I'm all over the place right now. And <laughs> tell Butler, he better not cap. He won't. He won't. He's a straight shooter. He's a straight shooter. I had him on the show earlier this year in the offseason talking about just his his process in the NFL, man. You know, he, he was a second round pick and was released from the New England Patriots year two. And that's very rare. It's very rare you see something like that where I think we saw with Dante Pettis. Was Dante Pettis cut year two or year three? But it's very rare you see somebody drafted so high release. So he came on and talked about all that. And, you know, it was uh, interesting to hear his perspective and how he turned everything around. But it's all Jimmy Garoppolo today. Jimmy Garoppolo today. I do want to, you know, while we don't have him in here yet, and we have almost a hundred of you in here, and maybe, you know, we'll bring it back later in the show, but definitely want to pay our respects to the great, late Mamba, a.k.a. Kobe Bean Bryant. Uh, You know, Kobe Bryant was, this is the anniversary of his death, and, you know, I think we can all kind of recall where we were when we, you know, found out of the, you know, the helicopter, crash and you know what the emotions were like at that time you know kobe bryant meant a lot to me as you can see i mean as y'all know i'm a laker fan i got my laker flags (laughs) you know what i'm saying got my laker flags uh y'all see it y'all see it i need to go hang these up in my pool area but um R. P. to Gigi as well, you know, just tough. And I I can't even imagine losing a, a child, losing a spouse. Like, that has to be extremely tough. But, man, uh, Kobe Bryant, I mean, since his rookie year, you know, I've been all in as a Laker fan. I was a Laker fan before Kobe showed up since Eddie Jones was wearing number 25. You know what I'm saying? Eddie Jones, he wore 25 his rookie year. And, uh, you know, Kobe, I, I watched his entire career. From his very first game to his very last game, fun fact: I I actually bet against the uh, against the Lakers during his last game, and I lost money. He scored like I don't know, he scored sixty points. <laughs> I'm like, what the hell? I had like two hundred dollars on the um, Utah Jazz that game, but uh, never bet against Bean Bryant, man. And you know, the, the competitor that he was, I learned a lot about you know the the hard work that the, the work ethic that you have to put in. I learned about just watching other people. You know, who, who teaches you how to be that competitor, right? Like, who around you teaches you those type of things? Most of the things I learned aren't even from someone teaching me, like, like my in my household, like my father or, you know what I'm saying, he wasn't really around like that. Uh, my grandpa here and there. But I actually learned a lot through sports. And actually, some sports podcasts I'll touch on as well. But my uh, my love for Kobe, man, goes back to his rookie year and watching him in the slam dunk contest. And I remember him just like, the, the way he walked, like, you know what I'm saying? I was in, I don't know, fourth grade, right? At this time, I'm in like fourth grade, fifth grade. And I'm watching Kobe Bryant in the all-star game doing a slam dunk contest. And and just the way he carried himself, the way he walked, like the way he, you know what I'm saying? Between the legs, you know, everything that he did in that. And I'm just like, wow, like just mesmerized by, you know, this, this player and, and the confidence that he exhibited. And he showed that throughout his career. And he had the work ethic to back it up. He held his teammates accountable and held them to a certain standard. And, you know, I think we can all aspire to be be like him. And I think he kind of was a, a hard ass a little bit and he got that from Michael Jordan. And it was, it was crazy to see his last year, like how how just like, he turned into a different person, right? Like he was this stone cold killer throughout the first like 19 years of his career, or however many years he played. And then that 20th year, it was like he was likable, he was lovable, <laughs> like to his teammates and his opponents. He's giving shoes to his opponents, signing them, uh, and he had the whole Kobe Kobe Bryant uh, farewell farewell tour. And you know that was uh, that was interesting. I see my guy Gabriel says you know I wasn't a fan of Kobe. And I could see how if you were a fan of another team, you wouldn't be a big fan of Kobe Bryant because Kobe Bryant wasn't a fan of you or your favorite team either. (laughs) He wanted to kill them any chance he got. And uh, I remember, you know, January 26th, it's a couple years ago now, and I'm coaching at this tournament, and I get a message on my phone that Kobe Bryant passed away in a helicopter accident. And when you look down and you see something like that, you're you're assuming that you're reading it wrong, right? It's like, nah, like, I'm reading this wrong. Like, this isn't not Kobe Bryant or maybe a different Kobe Bryant. You know what I'm saying? Like, maybe, I don't know, something else, right? And you open your phone and you look and you're just like in disbelief. And as I'm looking and I'm checking my phone, again, I'm at this 707 tournament. It was the first tournament of the year. And I look up and I look around and I see everybody else checking their phones. And everybody's looking down and, and I think you could see uh, everybody's faces. They were in just as much disbelief as I was. And, you know, I go to my coaches and "Man, like, man, y'all, y'all see this? And it was... I don't know, it's just kind of a moment you never forget, you know? So RP, you know, Kobe Bean Bryant, everybody, you know, love and respect the person that he was. Hopefully everybody learned a little something from him. Um, I know I definitely did. I love the mogul, the business person that he was, you know, that he was and, and that he was starting to showcase and, you know, doing his storytelling, his deal with vitamin, uh, not vitamin water, um. Guys, what's that drink? I can't think of the drink right now, but uh, a Body Armor. Body Armor. What he did with Body Armor and and his investment into that. And I don't know. I I listen to all these different things, and it kind of all shapes my mind on the business aspect of things, how things can come and go. As I'm coming on here talking right now, like, you know, today's the first day that they start working on my building, right? The, The dirt work, and I've kept you guys up to date on everything. The dirt work has been. Uh, done for a couple months now, my 12,000 square foot sports performance facility. And uh, I could see it right out my window right now. And, you know, just at any day, things can go. Why do I do this show, right? I, I mean, I have Locked On 49ers, Locked On the NFL Draft, but I know at any moment, like the Locked On Network could just be like, you know what, Croc? Mm, we're gonna we're gonna drop you. And then what, right? So I know, you know, it's big for me to kind of build my own platform and something that they can't take from me. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, I just learned different things from different people. Kobe Bryant was a big part of that. Uh, just the, the mindset. I think more kids who's the Kobe Bryant of this generation in the sense of how they, who's the Kobe Bryant as far as how they like attack things, like the mindset, because these kids need to learn, man, from somebody like him. They, they, I don't think they have that competitive edge that, that Kobe had. How do you learn to have that competitive edge? I learned it by watching Kobe and how he moved. I ain't having, you know, nobody t- teaching me in the hood, like, hey, man, this is how you got to attack this and that. I mean, obviously, you learn certain things being in the hood, But anyways, man, shout out to everybody that's in the chat right now. 155 of y'all wanted to pay our respects to Kobe Bean Bryant this morning. Later, I'll get y'all on, and you can pay your respects or talk about Anything, you know, memories of Kobe Bryant that you love, that you hated, something he did against your team, whatever it is. In a few minutes, I'm going to have my guy, Darius Butler, come on. Uh, Nine-year NFL pro, defensive back, uh, played with Tom Brady, played with Cam Newton's rookie year, played with Andrew Luck, you know what I'm saying? And he's been a big advocate of Jimmy Garoppolo, and he's been backing him, and he's been going in on the media and going to war for Jimmy Garoppolo. And I was, you know, I'm like, man, I want to give him his time on here to the platform to speak to y'all. We typically have, I mean, we're going to have, what, 400 people in here, and, and uh I want to hear his perspective. It's an outsider's perspective. He's not a fan of the 49ers. He has nothing to do with the 49ers. But he loves... He, he, I don't want to say he loves Jimmy Garoppolo, but he's respected Jimmy Garoppolo in his game and what he means for the 49ers. And this is going back all the way to beginning of the season. I mean, he's been – Darius has been saying this from the jump. So I can't wait to get him on. He'll be on in just a few minutes. He's getting his coffee ready. Appreciate the contribution. Here we go. Keep up the grind. Love the show. Man, I appreciate you. I appreciate you. It is a grind, man, and you know what? I, I, while we're waiting on Darius to pop up, I'll kind of talk a little bit
1: about some of the process. I know a lot of y'all, y'all hear me talk about it a lot. I know a lot of y'all hear me talk about it a lot, but
0: uh, growing up, you know, it, it, I never thought I'd end up being a professional athlete and things like that. Um, I wasn't the kid in pop Warner that. Uh, was just super talented, like, oh, my goodness, like, he's going to the pro, right? I wasn't that Pop Warner kid. Matter of fact, I only played one year, Pop Warner. Uh, I wanted to be Stuart Scott. I wanted to be Stuart Scott. You know, I saw Stuart Scott, and, and he was, you know, I saw myself in him. I loved sports. You know, me talking about sports and things like that and watching countless hours of just, Football. Like I just love football. And uh back when I was I mean, I talked about those Kobe Bryant years, but at the same time, like same house. I remember recording on my VHS 49er games from Sunday and watching them back, you know, throughout the week. And I, I just love that. And then talking about it, like I could talk about it, I mean, from fourth grade, fifth grade, sixth grade, just talking about football and just the the, the love for it. So I went through a lot of different things in life, ups and downs, all that stuff. But it was crazy to like figure out a way to turn my passion into I guess a, a career. And uh let me get my this this link to uh Darius one second. One second, he's over on I got to email it to him. But yeah, that that's what this has been like being able to turn a a passion just talking about sports into a into a career like and I think there are a lot of other people that aspire to do things like that but you know my my advice would be you know don't don't cut yourself. Don't sell yourself short. And I think there's a lot of people that maybe think um, they can't do it. I'd say you can do it, but you got to be willing to go through the times that aren't like ideal. And I think that's the difference with what I've kind of been able to do over the last, really specifically six months. Is I did some things that I feel like other people wouldn't be willing to do, and I took some chances and kind of bet on myself. The crazy thing is when you hear anybody that's successful, and I'm not saying I'm successful yet, I guess that depends on what you think successful is or success is, but I'm getting there. I feel like I'm working towards there and I feel like it's just kind of never ending. I'm always chasing that. But most people that you hear talk about like them being successful it's like, there's always that moment, that kind of turning point where they, uh, where they, they took a chance, right? They bet on themselves. You're saying. And I can tell you, like, yeah, man, that's pretty, pretty true. Got my guy Symmetry7 in here, man. Appreciate you. Always showing love in the chat. I got my guy Darius coming on now, so this is going to be a good one. So uh, I hope Darius has his uh, knife ready. Yesterday was me. Yesterday was me, like Jon Snow out there with everybody rushing at me because I'm defending Jimmy Garoppolo.
2: Today is going to (laughs) be... My guy, Darius Butler, <laughs> man. Uh, <laughs> it, hey, you know I got I, I got you back. I'm on yeah. the night watch with you.
0: Yeah. So, so Darius Butler, nine year NFL pro, played with some great quarterbacks. Uh, Tom Brady, uh, Cam Newton's rookie year, Andrew yep. Luck played some, several years with him. So he has a very unique perspective of all that. First, I want to really give you, you know, appreciate you for coming on, uh, especially you for, for me, bro. you know with such short notice and. I see everything you're doing with 49er uh, legend Antoine <laughs> Bethea. They got the yeah. uh, the Man to Man podcast over there. Th- th- does he have any interesting stories? Because he was there with, was he there with? He was there with Harbaugh, right?
2: Towards the end. Oh, damn! I'm not sure. I know he was there whenever uh, we had Jimmy Ward on the pod um, yesterday. Man to Man pod, not yesterday, on Monday. And so I know he was there Jimmy's rookie year. So I'm not sure who, who was the coach at that point. I, I think wasn't Shani already. I coach think or? that was I'm not sure.
0: last year. That was hardball okay. last
2: year. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. he might've been with hardball then. I know he was with, I know Trent was the, um, I think the GM. And then when John yeah. came in, that's when AB uh, left.
0: So, so with talking to Jimmy Warden, we're going to get to all things. Jimmy Garoppolo. But just yeah. Jimmy Ward in general, how was that conversation? Because Jimmy, he's the longest-tenured 49er right now. There's nobody on this wow, team I didn't know that. that's been a part of this organization, uh, as far as the players go, longer than him. He was drafted by the 49ers' first round, 2014. I heard him talking about his uh, injury history and overcoming yep. that and learning how to take care of himself. But for you, for somebody who kind of like Jimmy Ward, played multiple positions because Jimmy was drafted. They put him in the nickel then he yep. played safety, then he played outside, then nickel, then safety, and he's kind of definitely turned into a terrific safety in the NFL. But what are some of your thoughts just from talking to him or watching him play?
2: Man, um, just Sharp, obviously, you know, smart. You know, like you said, it, it's hard to play, you know, in the league, period. But it, it's definitely hard to, to wear multiple hats and, and play multiple positions. You know, he matched it up a lot of times in the slot now. You know, even the last time um, you saw him matched up with Cooper Cup a lot. Uh, which he'll probably be again in the NFC Championship. So it's tough to play just that slot defender position and then to be able to uh, be a guy that can be multiple in the back end, that can play in a run game, that can blitz, that can play in the deep part of the field, that can play around the box. Um, him and Tart, you know, they're kind of inter- interchangeable. I actually learned uh, on Monday from AB, he brought it up. Like those guys, you know, go back to high school. They were high school yeah. teammates. Um, I didn't know that. So um, it, it, and playing on that back end, man, it's all about continuity and, and being on the same page with your guys and being able to um, to have that that trust, that blind trust. Because now if I know you got my back and you're going to do your job, I can play that much faster. But just listening to him talk, um, it, it you know, watching the film, you know, I, you can tell everything that he said. I can see it on the film. I can see how they play. I can see the relationship that they have with D'Amico Ryans that's calling the plays um being a guy that's 37 still so close to the game played the game at a high level so you already have that respect from the players in the locker room and um it was funny he said you know sometimes D'Amico come to him on the sideline be like hey Jimmy like you know what you want to run like what you know what you're seeing out there (laughs) and and that's good that's good coaching because on this level you know we're all pros and we're trying to get the same job done and uh you know Jimmy said he used it to a just call what works um so those guys are getting after it man and with the revolving door kind of at that cornerback position, which at this point in the in the season, um, that's tough to do. So, you know, shout out to Jimmy, man. He was real open, real honest um, uh, with the dialogue we had. And um, you know, I these guys can line up and, and beat anybody, as you can see, you know, been in the final four.
0: Yeah, by the way, Darius, I want I want to let you know that you are the dude from the Pat McAfee, Pat McAfee show. So.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I'm not doing it for the past. I mean, I get, I get, that. you know, that's not even a, you know, not obviously Pat. You know, he's, um, you know, it's what you're doing. You know, after after the game, you know, it, it's it's difficult sometimes to kind of find your way, especially when you get into this sports, um, media space. And for me personally, you know, talking the game, um, you know, I I I, I couldn't be like a, a hot take artist or you know getting yeah. up there and putting on this show or this personality that you know wasn't really me so um uh, being a former teammate with pat seeing him how he's doing and they trailblazing through the through the industry um you know i love love being obviously a part of his show going on this show speaking my mind freely but uh people see me now i see people see me all the time hey man you do for pat <laughs> like damn i played nine <laughs> years in the league i did this that this. but you know that's that's what it is man i um you know i love it. shout out to pat And, uh, hey, whoever that was, appreciate you for for tuning in.
0: Yeah. All right. So (laughs) we're going to get into Jimmy Garoppolo. All right. And, I mean, this goes back. I'm on Spaces. You hop in and you're talking about it like, man, if I'm in that 49ers locker room, like I want Jimmy Garoppolo to start. Right. So just take us back to that. And we'll kind of build up, you know, obviously kind of set the stage. 49ers drafted uh, a quarterback, third overall, a rookie. But what are some of your thoughts as far as why you were like, hey, nah, like, I get it, rookie, your time will come, but right now it's Garoppolo's time, and that's the guy that the 49ers need to roll with at that time.
2: Yeah, I mean, first of all, to go back, I I remember, now, you know, I took some shots to the head over my time, but I remember (laughs) defending Jimmy Garoppolo to you first. Because you was on this Trey Lance bandwagon. Like, oh, man, put Lance in there, man. Jimmy can't do that. He can't do that. You know what I mean? It's it's easy to want that shiny car and the the nice new toy and the, you know, oh, you see Herbert and what he's doing and Josh Allen and all these young Burrow, all these young dynamic quarterbacks that, you know, as soon as you turn on the TV, whether you're a football savant or not, you can say, okay, these guys are special. So it's easy to look at your quarterback, Jimmy G, and be like, oh, you know, he's kind of – you know, he's average. He gets the job done. But that, in my opinion, that's what you want as a quarterback. You want a system guy. You want a guy that that knows how to read coverages and get the ball out quick. Now, with Jimmy, the biggest knock on Jimmy is he's going to have that – those two or three plays that it's like, bro, what the f- – are you doing? Like, what kind of throw is that? You missed a wide open guy, obviously the Super Bowl. But um, outside of that, man, he's still – Somewhat young in his career, and he's won. And it's a reason that you know he he wins, you know, and when it when the back is against the wall and it's a and it's a tight situation and you got to get a drive. He has command of the offense. The guys believe in him, he knows the situations. Um, he was around Brady for those years. That helps around Belichick for those years as well. And now you're around a guy like Shanahan, who's obviously a brilliant, you know, offensive mind. And you got the good, you got the piece around him, you got a good defense. You got a, a great run game. You got bullies up front, starting with Trent. So, um, you know, coming in, that wasn't a – I know you went and got a guy, number three, who, in my opinion, was going to be a project. You know, he went to a small school, and then he didn't even play, you know, last year. You look at the reps that he has under his belt. It's not a big sample size at all. So, ideally, if I'm Kyle Shanahan, I would want to sit on trade for at least a year. I knew that coming in, but maybe even two you know, with Jimmy playing the way he is, Ooh. and then that gives you a much a m- enough time to just mold him. And that when we came in the league we were playing ball, like that was kind of the norm, honestly. Like if you had a guy that could play ball, that can go out there and win games, you tried that guy out there until the next phenom or whatever was ready. Um, now we're kind of in, in a place where, you know, these guys got to play immediately. But, um, you know, with the 49ers situation, that's not the case. You know, you have the luxury to be able to sit on them and, and, and get them ready um, which I think Shanahan will, and you know the fact that we haven't been seeing packages. You know, we, even when Jimmy was struggling or hurt, you haven't really seen him out there. That, that tells me all I need to know. Like he's not ready, and he's not close to being ready. Uh, but Jimmy, on the other hand, man, I, I like it. It's 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 not a it's not just magic that he's in his second NFC Championship right now. Um, and, and I'm excited, you know, for, for this game coming up, but, um, you know, it, he, he's been taking a lot of shots, a lot of shots, man. So shots I, I'm either. like, you know what, let me put my, let me put my stuff on, man, and, and go out here and, and defend <laughs> my guy. And I'm not saying he's the best quarterback in the league, but for me, it's about eight guys that I'll name off, you know, that you can name off. And then after those eight quarterbacks, it's a conversation with anybody else. And a lot of heat came to me when I put up my quarterback 22 wish list for my coach. I said Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson. Um, who was the other guy? Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson. One more, oh, Andrew Luck, <laughs> who I'm still holding out hope for. Yeah. And then Jimmy G. And everybody, oh, Jimmy G, that's not an upgrade from Carson Wentz. Shit me. Uh, Carson Wentz had the best <laughs> running back in the league and one of the better defenses in the league. And we couldn't get to the playoffs out of the AFC South. And Jimmy's in here in the NFC Championship playing in the NFC West. So, I mean, I think that kind of speaks for itself right there.
0: Uh, we have a we have a super chat here and he's saying that you do not watch our games talking about 49 ers games I'm hearing a, lots of cap
2: <laughs> what, what which, which game am I not watching? Let All me know
0: right. so Chris Chris he says what game you gotta let him know what 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 game that is you're, you're speaking on I do want to kind of dig a little bit deeper into some of the things that you're seeing from Jimmy Garoppolo you, you play with like I said Tom Brady and you were there for a couple of years, and you get to see just kind of how he prepares, how really he carries himself. And without being in the locker room, you know, with the 49ers, but maybe hearing about how some guys talk about him or just what you see on TV, like the video you posted with him leading the two-minute drill and just kind of that composure. You Can you draw any comparisons between Jimmy and Tom Brady from that standpoint?
2: I mean, yeah, like I said, so early on it, I got with Brady in 09. So this was obviously after he was already, he was the GOAT at that point, you know, in a lot of people's mind. Um, Jimmy is, is nowhere close to that at this point in his career, but early, early Tom Brady, like he he didn't have the Patriots on his back. Like he was doing his job. He was throwing, you know, a touchdown and, and a pick and 160 yards and winning Super Bowl MVP. So it wasn't like the Tom Brady that we're seeing now that's throwing for 5,300 yards, but, Uh, when you come to that when it comes to that quarterback position it's about you know having command of the offense and the guys believing in you like I said uh, he's not a guy that's going to go out there and throw for 400 yards put up a bunch of stats put the team on his back but what I've seen from him even this last month because their playoffs kind of started early like it was a lot of must-win games that they had to have you that that week 18 drive that's what I put on there but he 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 gets done even in Green Bay, you know, it was ugly. And you look at the stat sheet, people, oh, he had this QBR and this, that, in the third. Cause I told people, I'm like, he went to Lambeau and outplayed Aaron Rodgers. Now both of those defenses dominated for the most part. But early on, you started that drive, Kittle dropped the touchdown. Ayuk dropped his first pass that they tried to rule a fumble. Um Jennings dropped the third down right after uh Kittle dropped the, the, the touchdown, and then late in the game, he made some throws and made some plays to get him in field goal, field goal range. So it's not always going to be pretty, but just making those plays in those situations, um, you know, that's that's what you that's what I want from a quarterback, you know what I mean? And uh, and, and like, I, you're not what's your alternative right now for the 49ers, your alternative is Trey Lance, and the batting average on quarterbacks that come in this league, like a lot of them look good on paper coming in. But how are you going to look in the long term? We we got a great a good sample size right now with Jimmy and the and, and Kyle was honest when they asked him when he when they went and drafted Trey. You know you traded all those assets, go draft the guy number three overall, and they asked him, "Hey, the reason I did it was because Jimmy's hurt. You know he's not durable, and, and you know that was the reality. The best ability is availability, especially for a quarterback. So, uh, but if he if he can uh, stay out there and continue to play through his stuff, um, I. I don't see. I mean, in the NFC Championship right now, you go to NFC Championship. Let's say you go to Super Bowl and lose again. Like you move on from Jimmy. Then, I mean, maybe y'all want that, but I wouldn't. If I was in John Lynch's spot, I wouldn't. You wouldn't. All right, hold on. Absolutely, got Darius
0: Butler. Darius Butler with us here, Uh, nine-year NFL uh, defensive back in the league, man-to-man podcast host with Antoine Bethea. So, so you're telling us that. Hold on, we got super chats coming in. uh here we go. So verse versus the Titans, Rams, Cowboys, and Packers. So those are the he last stunk, stunk in
2: the Titans. Thursday night football. Stunk. I mean, yeah. it's Thursday night football. He says zero touchdowns,
0: but he definitely he definitely threw a touchdown. He threw some touchdowns in those games. He threw touchdowns in the Rams uh, game. He threw, he threw, threw a touchdown in the, in the Rams. Rams game. He threw a touchdown in the Titans game for sure. I know that for sure.
2: Yeah. So we'll say then, two uh, touchdowns, six picks. Cowboys, Packers. I don't believe any any touchdowns uh but like i'm, I'm not like so I'm, not, I'm not i'm not it? arguing stats with people i'm not arguing stats qbrs dvoa analytics epa i ain't arguing none of that can i curse on here you can curse man do your I, I, I don't argue none of that shit i i play ball <laughs> i watch football and like it it's it's positions all around the field that it ain't going to be pretty all the time but like you people like um you know yesterday oh this is the guy jimmy's the guy that they get an a on the group project and he's the guy just stand up there and put nothing in it like that ain't reality bro and trust me i've i've had some quarterbacks that you know you you when you and it's that situation like i was i'm a Colt fan obviously through and through if i'm watching the game we down seven uh a buck 30 on the clock we got to go get a touchdown I'm not confident, bro. I, I'm I'm not confident it happened. I'm a I'm a huge Lamar Jackson fan. Uh unanimous MVP already. You down 130 on the clock. You need to try to get. I'm not confident in that situation. You go, you can go around the league, and there's a lot of guys that I'm not confident. Jimmy G. I'm not saying, hey, that's the guy I want. That's angry, uh, you know, fader universe on the line. But shit, he, I mean, it ain't 10 guys I've named over him before that. And that's just me. What's
0: your What's your confidence level in him? Like, heading into a game, you got Jimmy Garoppolo. You got, uh, you know, you got Matthew Stafford. You got this high-powered offense. Are You know, 49ers have beat them twice already this season. And now they're trying to do it a third time. Do you take anything from those previous games and maybe got think you. that maybe, you know, 49ers are in their heads a little bit? And, you know, what are your thoughts on kind of Jimmy Garoppolo as he pertains to the outcome of this game?
2: I mean... I, I think for sure they're in the heads. You know, uh historically you like they've lost what six in a row, I think, to the Niners. Um, lost two. And that's hard. It's hard to beat a team twice in one year. It's really hard to beat a team three times in one year. And, and Matt Stafford is playing, uh playing some of his best ball right now. He was he's a guy that, you know, we got drafted the same year, and he just got his first couple playoff wins in his league. But he 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 was cooking um last week, almost tricked it off late. And, and, and honestly, you know Matt Stafford—he's another guy that you know, most people would take over Jimmy G as well. Coming into these playoffs, me and A.B. was going back and forth. I said, "Look, you coming into these playoffs? If I'm there, was three quarterbacks in NFC West: Kyler, Stafford, and Jimmy G." And I told him at that point, "Hey, if I had to pick out of these three going to the playoffs, give me Jimmy G." <laughs> and he was like, "Man, you dead ass crazy." Most people take Stafford right now the way he's playing. I might too, but you know I'm, I'm not concerned. I think it'll be a battle. It's gonna come down to one of those, a last possession game. Um, the last time they met up, you know, week 18, the Niners, you know, everything was on the line for them. They had to get in the playoffs. Um, You know, Stafford got the ball back with two minutes left, and McVay handed it off three times and then gave it back to Jimmy with a buck 30, and he and he got it done. So uh, with a minute 30, he got it done. So we'll see. Uh, I'm confident in them. I think it will be a good ball game. Uh, I think they're three-and-a-half-point underdogs. Uh yeah. on, on, on the road, in L.A., you know, L.A., the, yeah. the organization, the front office, the business side of the Rams, you know the 49ers in their head. You know 49 Nine Nine Nation is in their head because they did the whole you can't buy tickets unless you're in L.A. County until like yeah. yesterday, I think. So definitely in their head, man. And uh, Jim, you know he's going to be comfortable in that stadium. And I know Kyle is telling him, like, hey, we're going back to the same place we went at week 18 to get a must win. We're going to go here. Get, and we're gonna stay here until February 13th. I, I know that's gonna be the message. So those guys are confident, man. They got a good team. It's not like Jimmy G is just carrying a bunch of bums. Obviously, he's right. if you had to put it one way, he's being carried more than he's carrying, honestly. But I think when the push comes to shove in that group project, you know, he's gonna he gonna do his job.
0: Right, here we go. So there, there are a few super chats here. He says uh, you can't keep Jimmy and be able to bring back guys on defense that helps the team win. Jimmy will not be back next year. I, I do think that there's a scenario where if, if you're just if if you're taking out everything, like how can I explain this? You can make things shake however you want financially, right? So regardless of Jimmy Garoppolo being on the books, 25 we, we million got, dollars. We got, next we got year,
2: teams 50 million over the cap right now. Like they're yeah, figured that's out. What I'm so <laughs> they
0: they they could they can they can make that work. But if they really wanted to, I don't think they will. But if they wanted to, they they will. I did want to You're get into the. Lance. Uh,
2: I know you ready for Trey.
0: Well, okay, it's so Trey
2: season there. for you. I I need to know from from you guys why why y'all why y'all so ready for Trey.
0: So, and I'll let them speak. I'll bring some people on, but it's not even so much like just ready for Trey Lance. Like once once they were like, all right, we're not getting rid of Jimmy Garoppolo. I I was good with Jimmy starting because in my head, you, you know, there's a there's like a floor with the team with Jimmy Garoppolo. And typically that floor results in wins, regardless of how you look at it. And that's why I try to explain to people a lot of times where it's not pretty, but whatever he does, he does something that helps result in wins, whether it's just a third down throw here and there. It's not the splashy stuff. You know, we're not going to turn on the TV and see what we saw from Mahomes and Josh Allen throwing sixty yard, 65-yard no. bombs in the air and all that type of stuff. But whether it's, you know, the defense keeping them in there, Jimmy just making timely throws on third downs, keeping play, uh, drives going, whatever it is, you're going to have an opportunity to win with Jimmy Garoppolo of the time, like you'll be in position to win that game. So I understood it with them. Okay, we're going to go with him. Yeah. You got the young guy behind. And at some point he's going to go, but I was good when I'm starting where I started kind of getting that Trey Lance itch is when they were two and four. And I'm like, maybe they're just a bad team. And if they're going to be bad with Jimmy Garoppolo, they had lost to Arizona. And I thought Jimmy played one of his best games and they still Mm -hmm. lost by double digits. And I'm like, if Jimmy could play one of his best games and they still lose, and you might as well get the ball rolling with this young guy, get the process going with his development and play on then. But once things start getting tight, 49ers were, you know, going to be solidified as a playoff team. If they won, if they beat the, the, the Rams and head into playoffs, I was saying you got to play Jimmy Garoppolo. This is not a, yeah. this is not a time to start uh, messing yeah, with yeah. a young if you, rookie If you're
2: 3-7, yeah, if you're 3-7 yeah. a week, you know, going to week 11 or something, that's the time you say, all right, you know, if, Obviously, you mortgage the future for this guy. You're not winning ball games. You're not going to be a playoff team. You you put the guy in there at that point. You keep Jimmy on ice so he don't get hurt and he maintains his trade value. But um, yeah, I, you know, I don't think. I, now I would like to still see some Trey Lance packages. You know what I mean? And the guy I I I, I, I just don't. I don't understand that. Like I got I I I'm gonna tell you right now. We we're going to see Trey Lance play this week. You have to like in these like that third down situation or fourth and one when they motion Trent and he goes to the edge and just obliterates whoever out there like you got five back there quarterback and you just run a QB power QB sweep like you're going to pick up a yard like you got to have you like you got to do something with him man like you you can't just keep him completely on like he can't be you know that we saw him play like he can you know what i mean like you got something something Shannon.
0: yeah God, well, hey. so how how it looks at least for me, what I'm seeing, they are preparing him to be a quarterback. Like they don't, I don't think Kyle Shanahan views him as this like Lamar Jackson dynamic player, even though obviously he clearly has some athletic ability. He's ran for like 45, 50 yards a game when when he comes in, when he started. But Mm -hmm. I don't think they view him in that light. I think they view him as a, we are preparing him to be a pure quarterback. And the things that he can do, that's, that's extra for us. I think Kyle Shanahan tried to mix in the package stuff early, and it actually worked, but Kyle had a tough time calling those plays and bringing him in within the flow of the offense. So it was weird. First game of the season, he comes in. First throw, touchdown on the goal line. he He threw the first touchdown pass of the season, scored the first touchdown for the 49ers against the Detroit Lions. He had a couple runs that game, and then next thing you know, you don't see him again. Until Jimmy Garoppolo gets hurt, and then or you saw him again against the Packers, right? The Packers game.
2: Uh I, I don't want him, to see him. Yeah, I don't want to see him like a fifth 10-15 play. I ain't talking. I'm talking yeah, about but just, you just want to see situation. But no,
0: he came in for a specific play or whatever in the Lions game. Scored a touchdown, threw a touchdown pass, had a couple other runs that game, didn't see the field again until week three against the Packers. It was fourth down and like four from the uh fourth and goal from the four no set no like one second left on the clock Kyle's like I'm going for it on fourth down he put the rookie in and just ran a quarterback power and he did it then and since then since that time
1: we have (laughs) not seen
0: him on the field if it's if it's not for uh an injury to Jimmy Garoppolo yeah so he started in the other games but aside from that the last time we've seen a package play was fourth and goal against the Packers ran in for a touchdown that's it so Kyle has talked about how he kind of struggled to incorporate him within the mm-hmm. flow of the offense. And I think the way Kyle sees it is I'm developing him to be Jimmy Garoppolo that can do all the other special stuff as opposed to that's, oh, I'm just going to bring him in to be a, a a gadget guy. So that's what it looks like.
2: Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I respect it. You know, Shanahan get paid the big bucks for a reason. He calling plays and he sees, you know, he sees those guys every day. I'm just looking at it from a defensive uh, standpoint, like if I know on the on yeah. you know fourth and short or two two point plays or low red zone area, I gotta prepare for this guy in the package. Like that's tougher for me even during that week of practice. But um, you know we'll 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 see.
0: I do have some um, super chats here. Then I want to ask you if you can stick around for a few more minutes. I yeah, want to ask you a couple it. questions about the uh, 49ers defense and D'Amico Ryan's, uh, just some of the things you're seeing from them. But uh, I got a super chat here. Any QB we play, discount their standing by 10 due to our defense. Uh Jimmy only has to be average, and we will win three uh three or four games inflated win record. So I think what he's saying is <clears throat> yes, 49ers win with Jimmy Garoppolo, but a lot of it has to do with the defenses that he's played with. I my pushback on that would be I still think there's an element of some of the things that he does within a game that helps win. And like I talked about converting on third down. When the 49ers win, he does that at a high rate. Uh really throughout his time being with the 49ers, where it's not the sexy plays, not the 65 yard throw, but it's the six-yard throw that keeps the drive going, that leads to another first down, that ultimately leads to points and and keeps the ball away from opposing offenses. And I think that helps contribute to wins.
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah. (laughs) You know, people. I posted a clip the other day about you know with that two minute drive. I think and somebody like the, it's crazy the stuff that people comment and it that in the vet. Yes, he has a good defense, good O line, good running game. No, that's you know ideally that's what every team wants. But uh, I, I put up the two minute. Oh, he's throwing for some clean pockets. Like is, is that is that not supposed to happen? Like yeah, you can say inflated inflated win record and all these the dude does his job man he does his job and a a lot of the things that are being said about him right now and like i said he's not tom brady but a lot of these things we heard for i don't think for a lot of people tom brady didn't get his respect until last year honestly a lot of people call him system quarterback belichick's defense and player you know this that and third you know and you get a knock for that you don't get a knock for that in my book if you can be that do that it's a reason why you look at this, this era and one guy won more titles than the other um and all these guys had all the other fancy tools but i think you know i think jimmy is more the capable you could say inflated inflated win record and all that other crap but you know look at when he went out and was at 18 after week three that one and two not has finished four and 12 you know and finished third in the nfc west you know ahead of the terrible cardinals and then they pick number two in the draft went got nick bosa and then you go 13 and three and go on to the super bowl so like that shit don't just happen you know what i mean right. like it, it's a it, dude wins games he does his job so you can say inflated win record good defense and they do have we can get into this defense i love we about to get into it let me get to a couple of these
0: real quick yeah, yeah let's hold, on, do hold on hold on so i got a couple of super chats here we got another guy says uh, Butler, don't lie, you only like Jimmy Garoppolo because he throw you a couple uh passes a game.
2: Honestly, keep it real with you, I would rather play against Matt Stafford than, than Jimmy Garoppolo. I feel like, you know, Garoppolo is going to throw you that, that you know, that ball that's like – but Stafford, he may throw you one that you're going to take to the crib, you know, and, and and situate like backed up, you know, he on the minus nine-yard line, like as a defense, as a play caller, like I'm aggressive. Uh Jimmy, he's gonna have like that the one he threw uh right before the half, you know, first and goal from like the 19 rolled out terrible pick to Amos. Like he's gonna he gonna give you that. But uh Jimmy, you're gonna have a couple opportunities, but that's everybody, damn near everybody. Even you look at Mahomes coming into this year, and Mahomes is obviously on a different level, but Mahomes, he will he will he gonna give you two, three opportunities. You know, he's gotten more patient now and taking underneath things, but last year, this year, early on, he's going to give you those opportunities. So that, that goes across the line. And now Mahomes is going to give you, you know, 20 special plays as well every game. Yeah. But uh, a lot of quarterbacks going to give you a chance to get them. But, and Jimmy, you know, I would like playing against Jimmy, though. Especially as a slot <laughs> defender. Right. Probably not a deep safety.
0: Here, here we go. We got another guy, and he says, uh,
2: <laughs>
0: really, ultimately what he's saying is, do you think that there's a chance that, do you do you think there's a chance that Aaron Rodgers leaves Green Bay and does he go to San Francisco? I don't see that happening, but what are your kind of your thoughts on that?
2: I don't see it. I don't see that. I don't see him going to, to, to San Fran. Um, does he leave Green Bay? If if he leaves Green Bay, honestly, I see him going somewhere like like indie. Like um, I would have said the Saints before Peyton left. Um a lot of talk have been about Denver. I, I don't see him going to San Francisco at, at this point. Uh, you know, you know, lost him. I think zero and four now in the playoffs against him. Uh, you know, he said what he said when he got drafted, and been getting you know his ass beat in the playoffs since. uh <laughs> I mean, anybody, most people would want Aaron Rodgers, but no, nah, I, I don't see it happening.
0: All right, then we got.
2: Say, uh Bring him home. Says
0: uh, two out of three. Uh, starts Trey Lance over a uh, QBR over 110. You can't, so you can't have a QBR over 110 because the QBR <laughs> is on a scale of one to hundred. You yeah. can have a passer rating over 110. And I know he had a pretty good passer rating against the Houston Texans. Uh, Trey more rushing yards than Jimmy Garoppolo's stronger arm. I, I think we all know that Trey Lance is more physically gifted than Jimmy Garoppolo, but still is more way physically higher gifted. Yeah. It, it, way higher. But being more physically gifted doesn't necessarily win, uh, result in wins right now, and I think that's what 49ers are more focused on in this moment. But I Trey Lance is going to have his time, it's just going to come next year, and, now, yeah. and I don't think that's going to come no matter what Jimmy Garoppolo does for the rest of this postseason.
2: Oh, yeah. you know, but I'll I check in with you next week. We'll see if you still you, you
0: that. got you got Kyle Shanahan, he 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 searched over under every rock, every stone. To try to find an, an upgrade over Jimmy Garoppolo this offseason. Yeah. He even looked at guys like Sam Darnold. Like, you know what I'm saying? So he was searching. Like, okay, like what's gonna okay,
2: he couldn't get another, Matthew Stafford. Another, another former to number three first. overall pick with right, a high ceiling. Uh, uh,
0: I see what I see what you're doing. I see what you're where you're going with that. Yeah, you, you right. know, I it, it, <laughs> I've, seen,
2: I've seen a lot of these I've seen a lot of cats come RG3, two number two overall. Like, you know what happens. You see the guys with the special talent and the this and the that, but Jimmy going on a he went it he went a Super Bowl even get close to winning one Jimmy ain't going nowhere they're gonna figure it out in the books Jimmy's not leaving San Fran to put because you put Trey Lance in there and he struggles the first couple years like as a head coach you putting yourself on the on the you you putting yourself out there I, I don't I don't see that happening um Trey Lance uh like you said special just talent wise like you you can go make that dude in the lab and then behind the scenes which we're not really privy to, but everything I heard from all the people that I know is that he's super sharp, super smart between the ears. You know, I just think, you know, obviously he's raw and the only way you really get better is with those reps. And, you know, you look at Jimmy, uh, not Jimmy G, Trey Lance, and you say, okay, three games, two games, however many games, you know, QBR, this, that, and the third, that's a small sample size. Once DBs and defensive coordinators start game planning for guys, that's when you really say okay that's who this guy is but um you know we'll see i'm definitely rooting for him it's just if i'm in that position if i'm wearing that hat you know it's got to be um it's got to be real obvious that i got to move on to this guy and they see him every day in practice so you know i trust i trust his decision when he makes it
0: yeah all right here we go and we're about to get to the defense real quick another person said i wouldn't be shocked if uh he kicked the tires on rogers again i i don't know after you because I don't even know how the 49ers would get them. They gave up so much draft capital for Trey Lance. Yeah. Now that, even if you want Aaron Rodgers, that draft capital is gone. So unless the Packers are like, all right, we'll do a player-for-player player trade with Trey Lance and Aaron Rodgers, which is not happening. The 49ers just don't have the draft capital to be able to get up to get Aaron Rodgers. So I, I don't think it happens. How do you uh, trade for a
2: guy that, that would be wild to me. This is a dude that, you know beat, as a quarterback, you know beat him a couple times in the playoff and you trade for that guy. Uh, now, am I saying that Jimmy G is a better quarterback than Aaron Rodgers? Not in any universe, but I mean, You kind of saying
0: though, it. if you're the 49ers, you would rather have Jimmy than Rodgers because you beat Rodgers. I mean, That's Jimmy
2: true. is what? 26?
1: Nah, he's almost Jimmy 30.
2: Okay. Jimmy G is 30. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is 37. Like, I mean, and Aaron Rodgers every year he's taught he, you know, uh, I'm a way my options. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I don't know. Like, no, nah, I'm not. I know I know Jimmy G is committed f- to the game for the next five, 10 years. I know yeah. that. Like I said, it's still, in the grand scheme of things, it's still a small set. This dude ain't even started 100 games yet. Like, no. Nah.
0: My, my guy, Keith Murray, he says, just like the Warriors beat Durant, <laughs> recruiting him. That's
2: how. <laughs> All right, I um, mean, I do. Did- What's he?
0: I, I, I want to talk you He only to got you one
2: bowl. He only got one bowl. So it could be I a know, legacy, legacy thing.
0: It, and that was like 12 years ago. Uh, before yeah. I get you out of here, man, I want, I want to talk to you about the defense and just kind of what you're seeing. Is there anything for, through your eyes? And, again, I know you kind of understand multiple levels of defense, playing all those different positions that you play. What is D'Amico Ryan's doing that's making it so difficult on opposing offenses?
2: Uh. He, he got his guys on, on, on the same page, man. And and the thing that jumps off on film to me first when I watch a defense, you know, when I watch a defense, I can tell, you know, how they're being coached, you know, how serious they take their meetings, walkthroughs, and, and these guys just on the same page. And regardless if you got, you know, Johnson out there corner, if you got a rookie Thomas out there corner, like these guys, like they're protecting them in certain situations. And then when the situation, when they got to be one-on-one, they're, they're getting put in good positions. Like that pick that Thomas had to in the, you know, that, that week 18 game on, on our Beckham, like as a quarterback, you get one-on-one with Odell on Thomas. I'm taking that shot. And Thomas is off bailing, playing the ball. Like that's the play you make. So D'Amico just, he's putting his guys in good position. That's all you want as a player for a coach to do. Um, and those, I mean, they got some dogs up front. You know what I mean? It's not just Bosa. Obviously, you know, Armstead, he don't pop up on the stat sheet all the time, but he does his job in the run game. Then in these playoffs, he's turned up and he's racking up these sacks. And as a quarterback, you saw with Aaron Rodgers, if you're going from, you're trying to go to your first read and the 49ers usually going to take away that first read, it ain't really time to get to that second and third read with those dogs hunting. And you saw it in the Cowboys game, even when Bosa went down, they were still hunting up front back in your multiple. You got two safeties that can do multiple things. As long as they can have their corners, you know, hold up, they, 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 they're they going to be in a good situation. Fred Warner, always in the right spot. Like always, you know what I mean? If you're playing Madden, he's that dude that's 99 awareness, you know, just always going to be where he's supposed to be. He's read things, you know, like back his hand. Guys just fly around and they, they're playing hard for each other. And that's really what defense comes down to. You know, 11 guys doing their 11th. Everybody doing their job, and then I'm having confidence in the other guy doing their job. Another guy that doesn't get a lot of credit, um, KY Williams, you know, 2 4 in that slot, smart on point, you know, usually where he needs to be. Um, so it's just all around, man. You know, you, you only got a few guys that's going to get the headlines, but everybody on that team is, is doing their 111. The coaches are all on the same page, they trust each other. And, um, you know, D'Amico Ryan, he listens to the guys. It's, it's dialogue there. You know what I mean? What do you want to do, Jimmy? What you seeing out there? All right, let's do that. Last game, you know, uh, A-Rod comes out right down the field. Boop, boop, boop. 17 got four or five catches. Like, All right, boom. That's their script plays. They're off the script now. We know what they want to do. Let's take 17 away. Yeah. Either pre-snap. We're taking 17 by, hey, safety standing five yards outside the hash over his side or we're going to disguise and rotate to make Aaron Rodgers look and think he's open. And now he got to go somewhere else. So um, they just, everybody on the same page is doing their job. It's simple, but you look around the league. A lot of guys, you know, aren't doing that. A lot of teams are not playing on that same page. And that's the difference um, with the teams that are left. It's not talent. It's not those things. It's like, you know how much give or do you have in that building? Not only from the coaching staff, but from the players. Are you studying? Are you guys on the same page in critical situations? And every time I turn that same friend film on, um, you know those guys on point.
0: Right. All right. So, I wanna I wanna give you your 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 chance, and I know you have your show again. I'm joined by Darius Butler, nine-year NFL uh, veteran, uh host of the. The man-to-man podcast does everything DB. He's on there with our guy, Pat McAfee. He's one of the guys I look to, yep. to see how he moved. And I'm like, man, if Pat McAfee could do it, obviously starting from a different yeah. – <laughs> especially played hell of years in the NFL. But, mm-hmm. you know, that's one of the things that has inspired me. Like, all right, Croc, like just keep pushing. You're doing good. All okay. right. Uh, but um, I know you give your predictions on your show with Antoine Bethea. Do you have a prediction of this 49ers versus Rams game?
2: Man, you know, my uh these playoffs, my predictions. I've I've had I've picked the Niners to cover every week, and I'm gonna pick them to cover again this week. Uh, like I said, last time I checked, um, they were three and a half point underdogs. So I'm definitely taking them to cover that. Um Matt Stafford's playing well, though. They are playing good right now. And those guys on defense, you know, Von Miller, he looks fresh right now. Uh, Ramsey. Now, last time they played, Ramsey was kind of moving around with Debo. I think that defense is better when Ramsey's in the slot. Yeah. If Ramsey, if they go, and I don't know if they're going to switch up and go back to that, but Ramsey, if he follows around Debo, I think that actually makes the chances better for the 49ers to go in there and get a win. But I'm a, I'm a, I'm a better than Niners, man. I'm a better than Niners to go and win in LA again. And then on the other side, I'm going to take the dog in that one too. Uh, the Bengals are seven point underdogs against the Chiefs, and um, actually, no, nah, you know what? I'm going to hold up on that because I got got a second <laughs> and third guess when I when it comes to betting against Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid. I did it last week with Josh Allen. I was caught in a moment, and Josh Allen, he probably has had the best postseason in any quarterback right now at this point, but yeah. uh, he's home right now. You know, Mahomes and Kelsey and Hill, that's that's some special, special shit to stop this time of year. So um, my prediction right now for the Niners game, I'm taking the Niners to win straight up.
0: Okay, Niner fans want to hear that. Now, I told you I'll have you on here for about 20 minutes or so. You've been more than gracious with your time. I have one person that wants to call in and and debate, I guess, with you and the whole Jimmy Garoppolo thing. Do you have time for one caller? Let's get it. All right, so we got one caller. So Chris Chris Roscoe, he's been itching. I, I see him in the chat. <laughs> he's like, Croc, send the link. I got to stand up for the Jimmy <laughs> the Jimmy G, G yeah. <laughs> Jimmy G haters, yeah. He wants to stick up for the Jimmy G haters. So uh we're gonna bring Chris on and uh let, let him go at it, and then also you know, everybody else, you guys could click the link as well. I'll get y'all on uh after after Chris and after we get Darius off. Darius has been super gracious, gracious with his time. But here we go. We got Chris Roscoe's. All right, Chris, go ahead, the floor is yours.
2: What's up? <laughs> What's up, Croc? How's it going? That oh, got man, Trey dude. and Cap in there. I know he' about to go. What up, man?
3: No, no, no. no. <laughs> look, look, there,
2: there
3: is th- look, man. Look, I, I just, I just felt it was a lot of Cap and a lot of things you were saying. You never brought it. Well, first off, this. I, I just want to say this. You said the way Kyle Shanahan is moving has showed you that Trey Lance is not ready. You, did you? You said that, right?
2: Yeah, I said that early on.
3: Okay, so. This is the thing. Kyle Shanahan said it himself. He said if Trey Lance did not get hurt in that Cardinals game, that he would have went with Trey Lance the rest of the way. So it wasn't like Kyle Shanahan was just like, "Oh yeah, I'm never going to start." No, he would have started Trey, and and that came from his mouth, not mine. It's not my opinions. That's the coach's opinion. And then uh, I want, I want, I want to, I want to talk about the Texans game. What did you see, and this is a question from me to you, what did you see in that Texas game that showed you that Trey Lance could not do what Jimmy Garoppolo could do? Because right now Jimmy is doing the very minimum, Bruh, very not, minimum we, 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 we,
2: we, We're not going to debate about the, the, the Houston Texans.
3: What what why why can't we? I've seen the Lions beat the uh, Cardinals. That, I've seen I, the I I, I
2: understand that. Well, I we are watching
3: football. We are game, in the
2: final 4 right now and we are talking about the Houston
3: damn Texans. Uh, okay, okay. I I I'll, I'll put it this way. I'll put it this way. in a, the the Texans game was a must win game and Kyle Shanahan was forced to play his rookie. If the Niners yes. did not beat the Wait, hold on. If the Niners did not beat the Texans, guess what? We would not be in the playoffs, so that was a must-win game versus a pre- pretty good team who beat the Chargers, who beat the uh, who. Uh, I, I seen the Jaguars beat the uh, beat, I, I, and beat I I just, saw, I just saw Jim, I just saw Jimmy
2: beat the Rams in a Week 18 must-win game. Oh,
3: okay, and, and I'm glad on, you on,
2: that on the road, out. and that's the team that's still playing right now. Okay, and we talk I'm about glad, a I'm rookie good. going and beating the Texans. That's starting another rookie, Davis Mills at quarterback. And was that the game that Justin Reed missed?
3: No, he played that game.
2: Okay, he played that game. Okay, so you got – you talk like you're talking about – once again, what I said earlier, you're talking about a quarterback. And I I think the ceiling is high for Trey Lance. But you're talking about a quarterback with a small – so you can say if he go out there and play four or five games, oh, this guy's doing that. That's good. You want to build on that. But you can't compare that to a body of work that's over 50 games.
3: Okay, uh, but but see, this is my th- this is my problem. This is why I said I feel like you didn't watch our games because all I'm asking is a well, I didn't question. know I didn't
2: watch every snap of 49ers game. I watched the whole league. So no, you're you're a 49er fan. I understand you watch every snap of every game. I don't, I don't'm not gonna sit there. But I captain, felt like, like I do.
3: I felt like the Texas game would have showed you something. It would, it would have gave you a lot more perspective. Nah. but since I but I want to look at the Texas so,
2: game to to get an idea about a a, a quarterback. I'm be honest. Well,
3: well, you. but basically what well, what well basically what I'm saying is. I was right of what I said. You don't. You don't watch our game, so I mean, no, you, I don't it's, watch it's, every it's game. Hard, every forty nine er game. It's, it's not even. It's not even. It's, I don't even know why we would debate. If I don't even know why you would have an opinion if you're not even watching our game. Oh, okay, no, Chris, he watches it. Okay. Well, well, I, I got well, a
2: life. Let me say this. Let me just say <laughs> I got, this. Me
3: it's
2: thirty two teams. It's thirty two teams. Eighteen weeks. It's you could just I, one game, though. It's just one game. I'm just. I'm not forty nine ers. You know beat writer or if i don't host the 49ers show I, I talk about the nfl i watch the entire league and i'm not gonna sit up here and I, anybody you see on td anybody you see anywhere nobody's watching every snap of every game and if they do hey i, I
3: kudos but to that's them. why these that's why these opinions don't make sense and that's why i don't i can't respect okay well what, what part of what i said didn't make know. sense
2: what part of what i said didn't make sense
3: about saying Trey, Trey's not ready i mean i would i would ask you if, he, a if,
2: if you're the head Texas, coach kyle Shanahan's the head coach he said if he didn't get hurt he would have went with Trey lance the rest of the way right yeah he said that and what week was that
3: uh i think that it was a couple of weeks after uh because because uh, um you know he got hurt and then you had the colts game and then i, I think it was a couple of weeks after that one of the reporters like well what have you would he would he would you have went with Trey Lance the rest of the way if he didn't get hurt? And Kyle Shanahan said yes okay, so it's been it's been ballpark how many weeks since that? It's been quite a few weeks.
2: okay, so at any point in time from that point on when Kyle Shanahan got up on that podium and lie like every other head coach owner (laughs) politician CEO you still believe in people that talk to you at a podium in the mic you got the problem but anyway nobody Kyle Shanahan he called the shots over there if he wanted Trey Lance to play and start the guy that he's seeing every day in practice he would have started he would have been started we wouldn't be having this conversation right now this is not me saying this is not me just saying hey uh Hey Kyle, keep starting Jimmy G. The best thing in the world. No, he see this guy every day. He know Trey Lance not ready, and it's not wrong no. with not being ready. Trevor Lawrence but, ain't ready. Darius, Zach Wilson ain't ready.
3: So he couldn't come back. And by the time he would have came back, the Niners already started their their win streak. But let's let's not let's let's just leave that alone. Let's they started that alone. Their what? They started <laughs> their what? Where did they start? They started a win streak and it wasn't because uh, of win your guy and at was, right it now. It wasn't. Be, it wasn't because of your guy. Oh, Lance, at right wait, now? Wait, hold on, Trey Lance helped in that win streak. I, I just want you to know that Trey Lance helped in that win. Streak. Yes, he should. That's what he okay. got That's drafted
2: like, number three for. No, like, no, no, come on, this. bro. Let, let
3: me just ask you this what last. What are we talking uh,
2: about here, last man?
3: Last question. Okay, so <laughs> you. After they started the win streak,
2: but they started a win streak and got to the damn NFC Championship, so he did. You about
3: Jimmy. You talk about Jimmy wins and all of this stuff and. Jimmy does this, and and Croc, you even talked about how Jimmy is clutching all of this stuff. This is the crazy yes. part. This is the crazy part. He, he, we, he we gave a to win. Win the Packers game early on in year let, too. Let me, let me let me let me let me talk, Jerry. Okay, let's we're gonna talk about the Rams, the Cowboys, and the Packers. Do you not know we didn't even have to be in that situation specifically versus the Rams? If Jimmy actually played well, we would not have to be in that situation. If Jimmy actually played well against the Dallas, the Niners should have blew out the Cowboys. And this came from you because you was on the Joy Taylor, uh, you was on the Joy Taylor space, and you said, uh, you know, the Niners really actually should have blew, blew away the Cowboys. But but why didn't we blow away the Cowboys? Because we have a quarterback who likes to throw the games away against the Packers. Jimmy did play well did, in the first did, half. I, I said that. Jimmy I said that. Jimmy played well in first. Jimmy Jimmy played well in first half. But guess what he did in the second half? He tried to throw two pick. He tried to throw a pick six. And at the end, I think at the end of the first half, he threw an interception to cost us points. We're talking about points. So I, what does what can Trey Lance? What, what did do, the that Jimmy does? do?
2: What did other? What did the MVP what, what on the can't other side Trey do?
3: Lance do? What can not Trey Lance do that Jimmy
2: does? What? Why do I have to guess that if Jimmy G is still playing right now? You
3: see, you can't even
2: answer none of my questions. It's a simple question. You had Dak, Prescott. You had Aaron Rodgers. Both of they ass at home right now. So Jimmy yeah. G trying to throw away all these games. And I said it every time I talk about Jimmy G. I say it ten times. I say it ten thousand times. There are two or three plays a game where Jimmy G is going to give you a what-the-fuck play.
3: Uh, no, nah, it's more than
2: that. It's the nah, same case for damn near every other quarterback in the league. No, no, no. It's more than, than that. is, is going to give you a what-the-fuck play every game, one or two. It's about five that don't. And, and Jimmy, so if you're Jimmy's a team gonna... outside of that five, you better stick with the guy that's winning you games. All this other shit you talk about, that's what under the bridge right now. They still playing, it's the reason they still okay, playing. All right, all
3: right, I'm gonna leave you with this. I'm gonna, leave, on, with this. Go, go, I'm gonna leave you all with right, this Chris. because the debate isn't going nowhere. I'm gonna leave it with this. It's not a debate, D- Darius. There, i, I it, it can't be a debate because you don't watch our games, so that's what it comes down to. You don't watch our games, you can't have a real opinion on Trey Lance. You're just going off of just it's all cliche. You don't know what oh, you're watching, like, what he's gonna start. That's all it is.
2: You don't, you don't know what you're watching. <laughs> all, right,
3: all, right, all, right, all right, Chris. Uh, okay,
0: my bad, Chris. Chris, I had to. I, I'm going to call you after this, but. it's to, I,
2: I to, <laughs> too Like, come on, man. You think I'm watching every every, every game, every snap. Well, no, bro. I'm not going to sit okay. here and captain you like I do.
0: Oh, that's got to be the highlight of uh, Crock Talk TV <laughs> for sure. Oh, uh, man, Darius, <laughs> bro, I appreciate you coming on. Uh, I appreciate you being a good sport. Through everything, you've been awesome. Nah, man. This shit was uh, fun see... man. Yeah. <laughs> All right. After the 49ers winning Super Bowl, I'm gonna have you back on here to uh uh defend be, Jimmy I'll a little ready. bit more. <laughs> you going to LA? Nah, because I'm gonna be uh this weekend, I'm gonna be at the uh the HBCU combine covering it for my uh draft show for my local okay. draft show. So I'll be at the HBCU combine with Saturday, and then and then and then I have to stay out there for the uh senior bowl week. And I was trying to I okay. like Southwest so i'm looking up flights to get me out there but all the flights i would have to either miss the uh i would have to either miss the miss the hbcu combine which i can't miss that uh to get there saturday and if i try to fly out sunday i wouldn't get there till the game is over so I, it just it wouldn't work for me to get out there i was I trying you. though
2: i, I was got trying you to make i got you it'd be a good one though yeah It'll be all right, good, man. Yeah, man. Hey, one, on. hey, once again, right. Niners fans. Hey, first of all, I love Niners fans, man. I, I, I love y'all, man. I love the Niners. Y'all, you know, y'all I, I fucks with y'all, man. But uh I'm, a, I'm <laughs> hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna stand by my dog. <laughs> I'm gonna stand by Jimmy. As long as they yeah. coming out of that yak bumping with Trent and Debo coming out and 10 at quarterback, they got a chance. Now be careful what you ask for when y'all move on. Just remember I told y'all, be careful what you ask for. That grass ain't always green on the other side, we'll see.
0: Right. All right. I got a bunch of videos I'm going to cut up with your uh, reaction to some of the stuff. Chris was saying you threw the arms up. I'm definitely going to be using that. You're going to see. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to make you into one of them gifts.
2: You're going to have a couple
0: of gifts floating around with your reaction. And I'm going to be Hey, man. Your... Hey.
2: I, I, <laughs> hey. I love it, man. I, I enjoy it. And it's like, uh, you know, I I don't got no problem with Chris. Uh, Mina Khan, Antoine Bethea, whoever got a Hey, you know, we're just talking ball, man.
0: Yeah, but Darius Butler, nine-year NFL vet. Make sure y'all go out, listen to the Man to Man podcast, everything DB. Let everybody know where they can follow you at as well.
2: Uh, Yeah, the Man to Man uh, Man -Man podcast on, on YouTube. We go live Monday and Thursday. So we'll be live tomorrow. Um eleven am Eastern Standard Time we go for about an hour, you know we take a lot of comments, you know uh, me and me and Antoine Bethe, fourteen year um NFL vet, and then every Monday I'm on Pat McAfee show. Um, and then uh, everything dB is, is a page I have on Twitter uh, Instagram, and that's when I really go and break down you know, the different games, uh talk about different positions on defense that you don't really see on TV, you don't really see, um, a lot of other places, kind of more, a little more in depth. Sometimes, sometimes it's you know not, but um, you know, tap in and you might learn something, Chris,
0: Chris, Chris said uh, he he did comment in the chat. He said thanks, Darius. So uh,
2: <laughs> I respect, we, we kissed man.
0: it, and, we kissed it, made up. But Darius, man, I appreciate <laughs> you for your time, man. You be more than gracious, bro.
2: Appreciate you, crop.
0: All right, all right. That's Darius Butler, ladies and gentlemen. Shout out to everybody. That's been in the chat. we got over 500 people watching right now. We're not doing uh, Pat McAfee numbers just yet, but we're working on it, baby. We're working on it. All right. Appreciate everybody that's coming in here. Got uh, some super chats. Trey learning the ropes with the winning team. This is a this is great for his development. The future uh, is Trey. But right now, we roll with Jimmy G. I I, I agree, Mac Dre. I agree. All right. This guy's on the, uh, the Pat McAfee a lot. Yeah, he's on the Pat McAfee show every Monday, every Monday. L- listen, there's one part of being a professional athlete, and I-, I ain't played no nine years in the league. I was there in 2013 with the Jets. That's it, right? But everybody has to kind of find their way after. And for people that have been playing football their whole life, like, I mean, a lot of these dudes, probably Darius included, have been playing since eight, nine years old. And you play Pop Warner, you play high school, you go to college, then you play nine years in the league. And from there, you got to figure out what the fuck is next for me. Like, what is next? You know what I'm saying? And it's it's dope that podcasting has started to take off because it's giving guys uh, that made a career for themselves in the NFL or other a platform to kind of find their thing that they're passionate about and keep it going. Now, not everybody that plays football is passionate about it, but definitely Darius, without how much time he spends – Pat McAfee show his podcast breaking down film. Clearly, he's someone that loves football. And you know, all of this, it's it's figuring it out. Me, same thing. I mean, again, I mean, I had a better arena league uh career than I did NFL, but afterwards, I figure it out, right? And uh, you guys have been a big part of that, helping me kind of you know figure it out and, and give me kind of a platform. So uh this has been dope. It was dope having him on, it was dope having him if you go back in the videos or ways back from like the summer I had Darius on and he touched on more of just his process and, you know, playing with Tom Brady, getting cut from the Packers, you know, he was a second round pick and that's not something that you, you, you see happen often. And, and he had to kind of find his way in the NFL, you know, at having that adversity strike early in his career. We spoke about about all that. So if you want to know more about Darius and kind of his, uh, his path to, you know, where he's at now and where he's he's heading to trying to go. Make sure you guys tune in. Maybe I'll, I'll try to put the link in the description. But um, like my guy Marquez says, man, uh, turn those likes up, baby. Turn those likes up. Appreciate everybody sitting here right now. But here we go, man. We're getting into all the callers. I got four people here now waiting to come on. I, I got to start with Pionor because I know he's going to come in hot and spicy. All right. So here we go. Bye, North. The floor is yours.
4: Yo, know, Krog. Hey, great business move, man. Great business move. I get it. <laughs> this, 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 you, hey. You you you're almost up there with Grant Cohen as far as uh, gaining traffic now. So, no, 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 I, no, no, okay. no. I
0: got. I, I've had about five hundred people in here live. I, oh, I clicked no, no, on no, a, a Grant episode, Cohen stream the other day, and there was like twenty six hundred people in
4: there. This episode's gonna change the way the channel is. I I can guarantee you that. That, This one and and, uh, yesterday's. Yesterday, I was not able to call in. But uh, shout out to Roscoe. I I get it. Like, okay, as far as like your stance compared to my stance, obviously, I would say we we, we definitely disagree, right? But the thing is, is that, you know, if someone could say it the best, I think it was Roscoe yesterday and today. I think that he was upsetting uh, Darius a lot and I think that, you know, those clips are going to be amazing for the channel because he, he was getting frustrated. As much as he says that Chris would learn if he watches his his material and all these other things, I, I think he, I think that Roscoe said it perfect, that you you don't watch enough games to, to understand what you're necessarily talking about. And the fact that you said that you would rather, I don't know, play against Stafford and you would choose Jimmy over Aaron Rodgers, it said everything for me. You know, I'm not going to sit here and argue with somebody that, in my opinion, isn't the brightest. You know, I'm not going to sit here and cuss on your show because, you know, I I respect your show. I respect Jesse's show and anybody's show that I walk into, I have to respect it. I cannot believe, Croc that you were defending Jimmy (laughs) like that yesterday. And it seems like today, it was today like a plan to try to, not necessarily protect your stance on Jimmy because we get your stance, but what was today about, especially with having him on the show, if I if I may ask? So me, what what have I
0: defended Jimmy about? I think that's that's the first part, right? He said he I, was clutch within the
4: last three minutes.
0: Is that, is that false?
4: Uh, well, I mean, in my opinion, it is. But I mean, it doesn't. It, to me, it doesn't matter because we're all going to hold our own opinions, right? But I was, all right, so, the so, real question for me was, why did you have him on the show to try to protect Jimmy as if this was going to be successful?
0: It was not about protecting Jimmy Garoppolo. First of all, oh, okay, Jimmy's okay. a grown-ass man. You know what I'm saying? He's a grown yeah, man, yeah, yeah, so I can't yeah, yeah, protect yeah. Jimmy. No doubt, no but doubt, no But I text my guy, Chris. Usually, Chris, he helps me with content and things like that. So I'm texting Chris this morning. I'm like, Chris, yeah. what do I talk about today on the show? And he's like, man, talk about the defense, stuff like that. And I'm like, all right. So okay, okay. anybody that saw the original post that went up, like, as far as the show about to start in 30 minutes or whatever, I'm pretty sure Mm -hmm. what they saw was defense wins championships. And I was going to talk about the defense and all that good stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And then I go to Twitter and I see my guy Darius Butler on there and he posted a video of Jimmy Garoppolo and he was talking about Jimmy, uh, you know, like leading and stuff like that. And I'm like, man, this Jimmy has been the polarizing uh, topic, not just on the show yesterday or whatever, but. Just in general, right? Like, it's been in, in the media right now. Like, they're talking about his performances or another. So, if he he could have been on there saying Jimmy sucks, and I would have brought him on. He was on yeah. there saying he liked Jimmy. But I was going to bring him on because he has a stance. He played in the league. He, he has an opinion from an outsider's perspective. And I thought, I thought mm-hmm. that would be somebody good to kind of have on. So, that, that was why okay. I, I brought him on. Not to... Trust me, I don't it need backup sense. or anything. So I I, I would no, actually no, no. rather, and I gave people the platform. I went to social media. I came in here. <laughs> I, I even at one point said, I don't want to hear anybody that's for Jimmy Garoppolo. I want you to come on if you are against Jimmy Garoppolo and tell me mm. why. I mean, not, not against him, for him, whatever I'm trying to say. But anyways, I, I try you, to I give you. everybody, you know, I see both sides of it. So that, that's all it is.
4: Okay, so so whenever I'm looking at this whole situation, which I – you, you threw me a curveball, Croc. How much times have I came on here and I crapped on Jimmy? And you never really – I'm not saying – you're not scared to push back at all. I get that. But I was shocked that you never told me anything like you did yesterday whenever everybody was calling yesterday, like, you know, Jesse and Chris and whatnot. So I was just like – Dang, like i really wish i would have called in you know it was like i was shocked that you were defending jimmy like that because i mean you can have that stance i'm not saying that you can't obviously you're a grown man i'm a grown man so the thing about it is that it just took me for the biggest curveball because i think when i think of you bro i ain't gonna lie i hold you in, in a highlight along with jesse along with Vish, along with uh others like splash cousins you could say too right So when I, when I thought of you having that stance, I was just like, what the hell is Croc saying? I can't believe
0: this is is what I'm saying. Yeah, this is what I'm saying. And and, all right. And, and one I, you know, I try to look at it Mm -hmm. from like the eyes, like if, if I'm a coach, right. If I'm Kyle Shanahan, all right. Mm -hmm. If I'm Kyle Shanahan, I don't trust Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't. All right. For when when the way I view Jimmy G, and again, all my stance, I, I stand on this. If it were up to Eric Crocker, Jimmy Garoppolo would not be on the roster because I would have let him go before the season started. And I would have would with Trey. And went that through our is true because
4: I remember you saying that a long yeah. time ago. And what I stand that? on yeah. that.
0: But also, mm-hmm. I understand that with Jimmy Garoppolo, there is a certain floor with this team. And I know that it's not ideal to have that certain floor. But we know everybody knows more times than not with Jimmy Garoppolo, you are going to have a chance to win. Again, the way you get to that point is not ideal. Do I think that Jimmy limits the offense and things that it can be and the explosibility of it? Yes. Do I think that if we got 10% better quarterback play with the Cowboys game being a blowout with the with the Packers game being a little easier to win? Yes. But I also know at the end of the day, I can count on Jimmy Garoppolo to Either, one, Fortnite's going to be in position to win, and two, more times than not, he shows in the last couple minutes of games, he comes through. More times than not, right? We was point to, well, what about the Super Bowl? Like, yeah, he fucked mm-hmm. up. All right, but more times than not, I don't feel nervous with two minutes left on the clock and the ball in Jimmy Garoppolo's hands. I actually feel like, for whatever reason, that's when he's at his best. So for the other 57, 58 minutes of a game, like, there's 20 quarterbacks better than them, but for those two minutes, there's only a couple. So that's that's my stance on it. So when you yeah. come on here and you are against Jimmy Garoppolo, you're not mm. wrong. And I don't think that you're wrong in the sense of how you feel about him. So I'm 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 kind of specifically speaking more, and I was backing more of a specific moment, which is really a small sample size in the sense of entire games. But that's kind of my whole that's my whole thoughts
4: on that. Okay, so... Um, I not like, I'm not like from. Grant
0: or some of these other people or like Jesse who, uh-huh. they just think he's terrible. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't think Jimmy's terrible.
4: Okay, would Jimmy, not, I've
0: never said that.
4: Okay, as much as I hate Jimmy, I will give him this. There's certain qualities with Jimmy, but to me, they're not enough to, to overcome all the negatives. They just aren't. In my opinion, the negatives outweigh all the positives that Jimmy gives you, and that's just my personal stance. Uh, but that, I, that, that, that that's, that's wrong, though. Dude, you can't say okay, okay, that okay, okay. because on,
0: the, the on, positives, on. the Neither ultimate positive we crack. have in Jimmy Garoppolo is when, while he's that quarterback, the 49ers win a lot of games. I'm not saying it's because him. I'm not saying. Well, that. Why would you say that then? Because <laughs> it doesn't, like really, I said with it doesn't Darius, really make the
4: point. Go ahead.
0: No, yes, it does. Because, like I said with Darius, there are certain things that he does in games that help contribute to wins third down conversion rate, like things like that, that like these small stats that aren't huge, but there was, there were plays in the Cowboys game, just third down plays to Juwan Jennings, like not missing those throws. Like to me, it's like, all right, Jimmy ain't great, but if he could continue doing that, the 49ers are going to be in position to win. So it's just these little things that he does. I think it helps. It's not sexy. It's not ideal. When you turn the ball over, you can't trust him through most of the game. But he does little things that help win. And it's, it's 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 not a coincidence that his record is as good as it is. Again, I think you could throw out QB stats because you, 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 does he need the defense to get stops? Of course. Does he have big run-after-catch guys? Of course. But there are these little things that he does that definitely helps. You go back to 2017, right, when he first came in, and there were a lot of people that were like, oh, my gosh, Jimmy Garoppolo, he's so great. I watched that, and I'm like, I thought it was fairly average quarterback play, 2017. Most people would tell you, we're not seeing the same Jimmy Garoppolo now, and he was so amazing then. No, the fuck he wasn't. In in five starts, he had six touchdown passes, five interceptions. That's not great. That's not lighting up the world on fire. But what did he do that resulted in five straight wins? There was no quarterback in the league that had a better third down conversion rate. Uh, you know, he kept uh, yards per drive, points per drive. He did those things. He didn't like the world on fire with stats. But there are the little things that he did that helped contribute to wins. And he continues to do that. It's not ideal. It's not amazing. You can definitely upgrade from him. But he does yeah. do some little things that help him win. So that's kind of – Okay, look. And look, I see those things.
4: Out. Just hear me out. Okay, look. Whenever it comes to Jimmy, right, I, I'm at a point with Jimmy – listen, it's been so long with this guy already. I, you're going to have your stance about Jimmy. I'm going to have mine. What's and my stance? When though? it comes down What's to my it, right, hold on, hold, Pinar. On. What's my stance? Well, on Jimmy? I could paraphrase your I could paraphrase your stance, but I don't know if you would agree with it. I think that your stance is that listen, Jimmy's not the best quarterback, and he does have good qualities that everyone's overlooking, and that doesn't necessarily make him as bad as people seem to be. That's what I think your stance is. I think that it's a fair stance when I try to paraphrase it, I'm not saying that's your exact stance. I'm just, that's just how I'm taking it. But understand where I'm coming from and probably the majority of everybody listening. Maybe they don't agree with my stance either, possibly, but this is how I take it. Listen, in my opinion, he's a mediocre quarterback who if he was in a different system crop, these qualities that you're talking about wouldn't translate to another system. They would not translate if he was on the Bengals. As much as they have good weapons over there, the blocking and the defense wouldn't carry him as much as this team does. If you're talking about another team with Jimmy Garoppolo, I would love to see how successful they could be with Jimmy for you talking about all these great qualities that he has. I understand it. You think that he's clutching in the last three minutes. Let just let just agree or disagree on this point. At the end of the day, here's what I want to end with. If you are in favor of Jimmy for all for for the low percentage of you guys. And for us, that just—I think there's three crowds. There's the Jimmy crowd. There's the Trey Lance uh, crowd. And then there's the you know we, we just want to win crowd, right? I think that there's three crowds for the majority of, of this this whole fan base, right? I think that within our fan base, what we all need to agree upon is this: we want a Super Bowl. Okay, we 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 don't just want. We need that Super Bowl. Because we can't have this Jimmy era be for nothing. As much as I hate Jimmy, I can't let him walk away with him not getting us a Super Bowl. That's why, in my opinion, when I told, like, even when me and Roscoe would talk about it, right? I would think that personally, this is a wasted season if we don't get a Super Bowl. Because one, Jimmy's more than likely not going to be here next season. He's not. So what? You think I'm just going to let him walk away, you know, without a Super Bowl win? I'm not saying that he's going to be the reason why we win it, but I'm just saying we have to make sure that this was for something. When you think of that 20, what was it, the the 2012 team, right? That team, you don't look back and say that that team right there was, oh, man, like, you know, that wasn't a wasted season. That was a good season. No, it was a wasted season. You didn't get it done, and now we're stuck here with five Super Bowls still wondering when's our sixth. The same thing with 2019. To me, that was a wasted season too. I get it. People want to sit here and say that it, 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 we're happy because we, we made it further than what we did, than what we thought we were going to uh, go. At the end of the day, no, these are wasted seasons. If you can't get the job done, you've wasted our time when you could possibly have gotten the damn Super Bowl already. To me, that's what I'm about. And when I see Jimmy on our team, He's a liability, and I hate the fact that this guy will keep getting the slide because it would all these good things that you talk about, Jimmy, they would not translate to other teams because Kyle, he hides all these deficiencies that he has the most. I don't know if Sean Payne could do a better job. Maybe he could get come close to it. At the end of the day, we all need to understand that, yes, Jimmy, if you hate him or you love him, at the end of the day, we need this team to be a Super Bowl winning team. Otherwise, in my opinion, I don't know how you guys feel, but I don't want to lose another Super Bowl again. And if we lose another Super Bowl, I will definitely not say that this was a good season. This was a wasted season if we don't get that done. And, you know, and and, and to put it to you this way, Splash Cousins, I think, said it the best when I was listening to him. Uh, I was listening to him, Ben, uh, Jason. If we win with Jimmy Garoppolo, it, it, it would be the funniest thing because for the people that think that he's mediocre, you could say and and make fun of Green Bay Packer fans, Cowboy fans, Ram fans, and chief fans, and say that that guy right there, that mediocre quarterback, he beat all your quarterbacks and just make fun of them, even though we think that he's not better than those quarterbacks. And I think that at the end of the day, we need a Super Bowl, and I'm over the whole Jimmy argument because it's a waste of time to me at this point. I think that he's always going to be mediocre. And and I'll hate him less if we did win a Super Bowl with him. That's just how I feel about Jimmy. And, you know, hey, great show, by the way. Great show. Hey, as much as <laughs> you don't think that this is different, this show and yesterday's, it's definitely going to boost up the channel, bro. I can guarantee you. And thank you for the platform, prop. I love it. Oh, all
0: good. All good. Thanks for coming on, uh, The The one thing that I will – I don't want to say disagree, but I asked him to summarize kind of my thoughts on Jimmy Garoppolo. And I I would summarize it by saying he you could do worse. And I think that's kind of my stance. Like it could be worse. It could be worse than Jimmy. Now I know that you have it could be better right behind him. You know what I'm saying? And that time is gonna come. That time is gonna come. And I, I'm good with that. I know it's coming. But I do know right now what Jimmy gives you. It it could be worse. And I know from a statistical standpoint, it's like, could it be worse than that? Could it be? I think we kind of got it with Jimmy Garoppolo. It's like, man, it's the playoffs, NFC Championship game. Throw the numbers out the window. Just do what you got to do to win (laughs) and get him out of here. And he's going to be gone. I don't think that there's anything Jimmy Garoppolo could do to where he will be a 49er next year. That's my stance on that as well. All right, here we go. Next caller, I got my guy. Here we go. Here we go. Good morning.
5: Morning. Good morning. What's up, crop?
0: I, I know it's not morning for you, so I had to make sure I got you on. I know you're listening. You're Japan, right?
5: Yeah, yeah. It's uh, yeah. it's one o'clock. It's one o'clock in the morning here.
0: Damn. Okay. Yeah. yeah I had to make sure I got you on.
5: Yeah. So, man, I mean, it was it was. I want to say like, it it was dope. It was dope having that uh having Darius on. It was it brought a different element to um to a, a different view of uh the players you know how he views Jimmy and stuff like that and i i, I, I take his view uh first man uh by Lord man he sounds like uh sounds like one of those dudes that uh take a chick shopping and like he buy all this stuff for her and like and he don't hit he like oh he, you think i'm going to let you walk away from me after i just
1: bought you all this stuff he's, like, he's got a little
5: <laughs> he's got a little uh Uh, freaking uh possessive issues but anyway i can't stand some everybody's gonna have their uh their opinion but uh i i mean i honestly i i I took a couple notes but uh i i wanted to say like so jimmy i feel like he's our he's our quarterback we're niners fans we're gonna praise him when he does good we're gonna we're gonna talk shit when he does bad that's it right now that's his end i feel like everybody has a a role right everybody in this team has a role, right? Jimmy is a role player in a star position because he he he's not the star of the of the team, right. but he's that person. But he has that role. He has a role that he plays, and he plays. It ain't the best, but it's gotten us to this so, point. Do you think what the the
0: issue is? People want him to be the star player when that's not what he is. So they kind of they kind I, of I talk down they, on the role player
5: that he is. Right, they just I feel like they want him to be the star when he's not that's not him he's not that's not his game his game is I'm a I'm gonna be great on third downs I'm a I'm gonna get get rid of the ball and and you know I might fuck up but but I'm gonna keep you winning I'm gonna keep you winning it but I'm gonna keep the other other team in it and <laughs> right I when I when I play I when I play po- uh uh college ball we had we weren't good, but we had we had this quarterback that he was dynamic. We knew that he might throw an interception, but if the game is close, and that defense make a stop. We gonna win. It's gonna be it's gonna be an exciting game. It's gonna be like what the you gonna curse him out during the game, but after the game he pulled it, he minded. We found a a way to um to pull through, and so uh, that's what I wanna say on Jimmy. But I feel like. If, if Jimmy is the t- person that uh he he's gonna throw interception, but then he's gonna keep us in. All players do that. All players make mistakes and then they have to um recoup, just like that Jimmy Ward play. He 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 got he missed an assignment, right? He he let out that big game, but then what happened? He turned around, made up for it, and then we don't think about it like we think about great play. Great play, um, Jimmy. But he had a bad play too. But he just erased it because he, he he found a way to overcome. And that's what I feel like this team is. That's a team. It's a team sport. It's not Jimmy. It's not like you know. Everybody's gonna have that role every- during the game. Everybody's gonna make a mistake. But that's the team. That's a team. That's a team sport. And I feel like everybody's gonna have that extreme, but. Let's just enjoy this. Like, let's just enjoy this shit. Like, like this run is has been like no other. Like, so Jimmy's going. Jimmy's bad. Jimmy, whatever. We want Trey. Honestly, I just want the Niners to win a chip. If Jimmy's the quarterback, cool. If he's not, all right, whatever. Whoever whoever's going to get us to the chip, let's go. And if he's not, all right, then next year. We're going, we going to start this all over again. You know what I mean? Like, honestly, like it's and what I And I, I think
0: that's the, the the best way to look at it. If you are fresh out to Jimmy Garoppolo, just understand what he's been for this team and how he helps contribute to wins and know that he's not going to be here next year. And if you look at it from that perspective, it kind of just lets you know, like, all right, we just get what we get, and there's no point in getting so worked up over him because a lot of people get really worked up. I, I don't... I don't I you have not seen me talk about benching him, right? Like once the Rams even Rams up 17-0, like get Jimmy Gropple out of here never came out of my mouth. Weird moments against Dallas, never came out of my mouth. Not a great game against Green Bay. Bench him never came out of my mouth. And I saw the people no. saying that. To me, I understand what he what he is and what the assignment is and just get us through these games. Whatever that looks like. If the 49ers win and he plays like crap or whatever the case is whatever they won awesome and you're next year you're moving on from them I I think also my perspective is a little different because I know this is not the time to throw Trey Lance in as a rookie into this moment like it, it's not that time so that's just kind of my opinion but I appreciate you coming on I got a bunch of callers so I'm gonna get the next callers on
5: I appreciate it crap
0: all right bro here we go next up, I got my guy Eddie V Eddie V good morning
6: good morning Crock. can you hear me Yes, sir. All right, man. <laughs> it's been a real good show today. So good job bringing Darius on. Uh, keep that <laughs> going. That was a, that was a sell. Um All right. So a couple of things I want to say. So I, I'm, I'm in line with you, right? You're thinking. I would have gotten rid of Jimmy, and I would have, you know, since we had invested so much in getting Trey, I would have gone with Trey. Been saying that since the beginning of the season. But I think what people have to understand is, is there was a shift There was a shift. Kyle might have thought about going to Trey uh, full time. But but once that team got on the run, I was out of the question. Right. And he's definitely not throwing them in in the playoffs, you know, all of a sudden and expect him to go play well. So they're going to roll with Jimmy and we all just have to accept that. But I do want to say all of these things can be true. Right. Jimmy can have a, a great last two minutes and play shitty in the first You know 58 he could that that's absolutely the case and we can we can get on him for the mistakes he's made and we can praise him for you know finishing that two-minute drive and winning the game both things can be true i think what we all need to sort of learn and accept and Croc, you do a great job of this right so i'm gonna give you props for that too but something we can learn from the 49ers from kyle shanahan is don't let your emotions get go so up and down right excuse me we We've seen the Rams absolutely melt down right in front of us, right? Because their emotions go up and down, including their coach, right? Celebrating in the end zone uh, week 18 uh, as if they had won the game, and it was early on in the first half, was a mistake. He got two up, right? It seems as though we ride that roller coaster like crazy, and the 49ers this particular year is showing us that, nah, man, you need to keep this thing steady. Don't get too up. Don't get too down. So I just wanted to make that point. The other thing I want to do is uh, is just mention, like, when DB said, and by the way, remember, I'm from Massachusetts, right? So up close yeah. person, right? watch DB, Brady, Garoppolo, seen them all, seen Belichick up close. One of the things that he said that obviously is going to get people kind of worked up, and I'm glad Roscoe, Roscoe kind of came on and let that out, is he said, I'm not here to argue stats, right, DVOA, he, kept, he said that before he went into the statement and that's tough. That's tough. How, how can we have a discussion when you don't want to uh, address Jimmy's statistics when it tells you the story of the game? It may not tell you the story of the last two minutes, but it tells you how you got to those last two minutes. And for the 49er fans, we pay attention to every snap, every drive. And Jimmy happens to touch the ball every snap. So his mistakes are highlighted. You know what I mean? He's the star. He's the quarterback. He's the highest paid. All of those things factor in. So when Jimmy makes a mistake, it doesn't necessarily equate to Jimmy Ward missing an assignment and making up for it. Jimmy Ward, specifically, has made plenty of plays to sort of balance out the mistakes he's made. Because it's very few and far between. Jimmy Garoppolo? Not necessarily the case, right? But I just want to tell everyone, like, Yeah, man, we're we're in the NFC Championship game. Everybody should be excited about that. We want Jimmy. I want Jimmy to go out there and ball, dog. Like, I want to go out there, have the game of his life. Let's walk away with the W and let's go to the Super Bowl and win that shit, too. But if he makes a mistake, can we criticize him for the mistake? 100%. But calling for Trey right now, to me personally, I just would believe that that's a disservice to Trey, right? It's a disservice to some of those veterans that are expecting Jimmy to go out and do his thing. He's deserved the opportunity to make it happen. So let him go out and do his thing. We'll see trade next year. Unfortunately, for those of us that want to train the very beginning, we never had a shot at that. Kyle wasn't doing that, and I don't think that's changing. All
0: right. Man,
6: Appreciate
1: it, I like
0: it. Good, good insight. Thanks for coming on, Eddie. All right, here we go. Uh, real quick before I get to uh... – the next callers, let me get to some of these contributions. They've been up here far too long. Let me get to them. Uh, my guy Gemin Brown of Yeah, there we go. Uh four remaining QBs. Rams, 49ers, most untrustworthy. Yeah, I think there's still some unknown with Joe Burrow, but uh I would I would agree with that. I would agree with that. Uh Milf Hunter. Here we go, Jimmy in the playoffs, four and one with two TDs, five interceptions, 70%, uh, seventy percent, uh, seventy passer rating, not yeah. ideal, not ideal. My guy Raymond, uh, I want trade two, but we can just support Jimmy while he's here. It's about the Niners ultimately, and I agree with that. And you know, I think the frustrations are just watching, watching Jimmy Garoppolo and what it looks like, and and knowing it's. Just that uneasy feeling. And guys, I can defend certain aspects of his game, but trust me, I have that uneasy feeling just like y'all. Trust me. Uh, even, if for, even if the Super Bowl – even even when the Super Bowl, Jimmy G is still getting trade just like 2001 Baltimore Ravens' Trent Dilfer. I agree. I've actually been calling him Jimmy Dilfer. Uh, I think you could – ultimately, the, the the goal is to win. I think one, you have to factor in what they gave up to get Trey Lance, so they're gonna get the, kick the ball on that at some point as well. Two, the contract, twenty-five million dollars, they can work around it if they really want to have them around, but they'll probably use that money to build around a, you know, their young quarterback. You, you know, between the $25 million there there and the inflation of just the cap space in general, we're talking probably about fifty million dollars that you're getting, and that's only gonna help build a lot of pieces around your young guy Trey Lance. So yeah, yeah, he's gone. Guy, I think the biggest reason is if he was playing like Josh Allen did, then you'd either figure out a way to keep him or whatever, right? But and when I say Josh Allen, I mean he threw like nine touchdowns, zero picks, like a thousand yards in two games, doing everything possible for his team to win. If Jimmy was playing at that level, then <laughs> yeah, Trey Lance, you gotta wait. Uh Grant Comb. It took an act of God to win in Green Bay. It did. An act of God from the special teams unit. It did. It did. But it also took an act of Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, completing a couple passes down the stretch. Guys open, right after catch, all that good stuff. But, again, uh, there was some contribution from him there. There There's some contribution from him there. All right, here we go. Let's get to some more callers. Uh, We got one, two, three, six guys lined up. So, I don't know, you know, and typically we go to 10, we're way past 10 right now, We're not way past 10, but we're past, and when I say 10, 10 Central. So, uh, you know, you know, talk about your, your. give me your take and everything, and and, uh, and then we'll get to the next caller. So, here we go. First up, we got my guy, Keith Murray. Keith, good morning.
1: Good morning. What's up, man?
0: Oh, man, chilling, chilling.
1: I think problem is a couple of calls ago said people want Jimmy to be the star. No, people just want Jimmy to be solid like Dilford. Don't throw picks in the red zone. Like uh, he he has a tendency to put out fires that he starts and then say, Oh, I have yeah. a big drive in the fourth quarter. How about don't throw that red zone pick in the first half? Like, I remember watching that Tennessee game and it was quiet. We had that building shut down. We're in the red zone, we have 10-0. And he throws a pick and just gives them life. Same thing in Dallas. Like we don't, I don't want him to go through for 500 yards and four touchdowns. I just don't want those mistakes. You know what I right. mean? Like you got two TDs, five picks. How about two TDs, two picks or whatever? Like those mistakes haven't cost us yet, but they will. And he threw two or three against green Bay. That probably should have been pick sixes. Hold on. I got to push back a little bit.
0: Cause I agree okay. in theory. Hey, you play like that. It's going to bite us in the ass, right? Like that's, that's logical. That's very logical. And I agree with that. Like, that would be my mindset, too. But so far, the 49ers have been – they've proved that they can win in spite of Jimmy's shortcomings. So that I do think – That does not right.
1: them non-shortcomings. They still our shortcomings. Just because I got a knockout puncher, a great defense, one of the best defensive lines in the league that can hold Aaron Rodgers to – Pretty much no points after a half. That doesn't mean that's the way to get it done. And I'm not no, telling them, no, 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 like no. I said,
0: don't. It's, it's not ideal. Like, I'll be the first to tell you the way that Jimmy Garoppolo quarterbacks his team is not ideal. I think Kyle Shanahan understands it's not ideal. And for those reasons, that's why I'm telling people he ain't coming back next year. Like, he's not. Because the way you have had to win with him, especially in right. these big games on the stretch. It's not ideal, but this is what the circumstances are, and we do know that. I mean, at the end of the day, 49ers are winning. I get what you're saying, though. I get what you're saying. Sorry to cut you off. Go ahead.
1: Uh, One more thing. Okay, yeah, I I was one writing in. Like, Max Kellerman said yesterday, if Aaron Rodgers was on the 49ers and Jimmy was on Green Bay, that we would (laughs) that Green Bay would still win with Jimmy. And and people who are – like, uh, I, I pushed back on your uh buddy earlier when I was the one that wrote the Warriors beat Durant and still recruiting him. He had zero rings. Your, your, your buddy said that Rogers only has one, that's one more than what Durant had. Now, to yeah. your point, we already traded our draft capital out all that to get led, so that's not anything. But if there was a chance to get him, people in 49 Nations saying you would not want the MVP of the league, that's crazy. I don't understand that.
0: All right, I agree. All right, I got to get you off. I got to get the next caller on, right. Keith. I, I get got your yeah. points. I'm going to get to these uh, next callers. Here we go. Oh, real quick. I'm about to get back to Ben. Um, I have a couple of super chats here. Uh, we got Marcus, and he says, uh, Jimmy will go off this game. He is due. All right. Uh, big game from Kittle. Big advantage over the middle. Warm weather. I know I'm pretty sure the 49ers would really like to get back to that one weather. I will say my pushback on that. And Symmetry 7, I did see your comment about What is ideal? Blowouts every week? Um, I'll say this. We, We could say, oh, warm weather, everything. But last time 49ers were playing in L.A., Levi South, Jimmy still turned the ball over multiple times. And you know what I'm saying? So I don't know whether it has a factor with his decision making or his proneness of turning the ball over. All right, we got Kareem here. Uh, would you rather Jimmy throw uh, three TDs and lose or Jimmy throw 150 yards, uh, one IT, and win? And I think that's a great point, point. Uh, and that kind of goes towards some of the comments from, uh, gosh, Nick. Nick Wright, and he talked about it. Like, his thing was, because that's one way to phrase it. I, I'm pretty sure most people, everybody should say, I would rather Jimmy Garoppolo throw for 150 yards and win as opposed to three touchdowns. A a 1,000 yards and lose, right? But I like the way that Nick Wright phrased it because he said, he said, who did better at their job? Josh Allen or Jimmy Garoppolo? Who is better at their job? Josh Allen played amazing. They lost. Jimmy Garoppolo, eh, they won. Who is better at their job that day? And I think that's a better way to phrase this as opposed to would you rather have a bunch of yards and lose or stats and lose or not many and win? I hope that makes sense. Uh, Here we go. Grant Cohn got Myers in his start in 49ers media. Grant Cohn has really helped establish a platform for a lot of people. Uh, do you think we have a chance of signing Aaron Rodgers? I don't think so. Because. I don't think he's a free agent. I think they I think they sh- constructed his contract uh, before the season started in a way to where they can get out of it and trade him, but he's not going to be a free agent, and I don't think the 49ers have enough capital to be able to trade uh, to get Aaron Rodgers, especially without involving Trey Lance, which even then, they have Jordan Love, who we still don't know what he is, is he better than Trey Lance? Is he not better than Trey Lance? Like, we don't know, right? They're, you know, similar skill sets, stuff like that. So uh, I don't foresee uh, Aaron Rodgers being a 49er. I, I just don't see it. All right, here we go. Got my guy pa- Papa Dragon coming on. Good morning.
7: Hey, good morning, Croc. What a show. What a show. And I do smell what the Crocker is baking. So <laughs> this is the deal, man. Yeah. Everyone loves to look at analytics, and one side says Jimmy just wins. No one talks about the simple fact about the stuff that we don't see. So when people sit there and say, Oh, I take Aaron Rodgers and blah blah blah, they know a little bit more than most of us do. You and I both know as locker room former locker room guys that a big part of winning is the psychology of winning. Okay. So I if 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 Jimmy G was unable to, to, to play in a game because let's say he got handcuffed to a bed by a porn star and Trey played, I'd be the happiest guy in the world. But that's really what it's going to take, okay? What we don't see is the people that sit down at Shanahan's desk. And Shanahan is not an iron fist coach. He is a coach that takes input from everybody. He's what you call that player's coach. He's going to put rap on the, on the on the practice field everybody gets to say kind of a deal he's got to listen to his team captains and all those captains said they wanted jimmy g straight up that's what they said it's not it's not that they don't like the rookie it's not that the rookie's not talented but they give them the confidence to win and the one thing that jimmy g has done has he made his stock worse this year no he's probably better because of how he's handled the situation with the rookie quarterback on his heels, okay? He's handled it probably better than anyone could ever possibly imagine it. They've been trying to replace him all off-season. The rookie does come in. He plays better in camp, although there's not, you know, a a competition. Kyle Shanahan has said, oh, no, Trey's going to sit. That's what he said. And now everyone's pissed and mad. And we're winning. We're in the NFC Championship game and they're still pissed. It's absolutely unbelievable to me. Now, again, I know what Jimmy G is, so we're not going to rehash that. But what we don't see is the psychology behind the scenes. We don't see the fact that that locker room's behind him 100%. They love this dude. When he went out with the porn star, that probably made 70% of the guys love him even more. Okay? The reality is, moving forward, is that does he give the 49ers the best chance to win? Maybe not statistically, but he does psychologically. There's that belief system. That helps other players do things that they don't normally do, right? There's going to be players that play hurt because it's either starting quarterback playing hurt. There's going to be players that, you know what? You know, GBG can step aside for rookie for some players. I can step aside, okay? And that's been the whole situation there. They've done a great job with building a very, very deep team. But again, the psychology the, the psychology of winning is a psychology of belief. It's, that's what it is. You don't know what you have in Trey Lance. There's, no, there, there's nothing to believe in there. But if you see, okay, well, this guy was with us to get to the Super Bowl, they don't sit there and say, oh, Jimmy got us there. They're saying, hey, Jimmy led us there because he's a leader, right? He's a leader of the locker room. Now, you and I both know that Jimmy G is a meathead. He's a meathead. Okay, he is basically a gunslinger in a game manager's body, okay? And if he would smarten up, maybe we wouldn't be so angry at him right now. But expect this. Expect the 49ers to have a strong chance to win with him. But also expect Jimmy G to turn the ball over, to take an unnecessary sack, to have a stupid butt fumble. All that stuff's going to happen. But also expect him to leave the field calmly, with a smile on the face, with the belief that I got this. We still can win this. We're still going to win this. And that belief goes through every single player on the team, all the way down to the damn kicker. Because after the game, where was Jimmy G at? He was like, see, go, go, after Packers. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Jimmy G is throughout that. And I'll say one other thing before I let you go. If Jimmy G was on the Patriots, which I think he's a perfect fit for, you know, he doesn't turn the ball over when he played for the Pats. He doesn't. I think the Pats would still be in the playoffs right now. They'd be in the NFC Championship game if Jimmy G was their quarterback, period. Not saying it's because he's that good. What I am saying is that Jimmy G, if he has a strong coach that coaches him hard, and we all know the Patriots coast their players harder than anyone in the league, I think that Jimmy G would be probably what you would see in a system quarterback. And that's what Butler was saying. A system quarterback keeps the system going. You keep your system consistent, you'll win consistently, right? A big ball player will make two or three big plays a game, but can still lose the game because there ain't no system there. He's got to go make a play. He's got to make a play every game. So you look at what happened with Josh Allen. That's exactly what happened. Imagine if they had a system that was based on a run game where they didn't have to depend on Josh Allen to make runs, to make throws. They might still be in a big game right now. You see Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? But if you have a system and a system quarterback, he will win more consistently. Now, Tom Brady has won more Super Bowls than anybody, but didn't he win like four of those Super Bowls by combined 12 points? Yeah. What does that sound like? Oh, last two minutes of the game. How are they going to get down there? Field goal. And that's what the other caller was basically saying. He's basically saying, hey, look, this is what you're saying. Look, if there's two or three minutes left to go in the game, and we need a field goal to tie it or win it. I'm very confident in Jimmy Garoppolo in that particular situation because for some strange reason, some strange, that cake comes out and he starts making all those throws. But there are a lot of different dynamics there. Defense is playing differently. Uh, you know, all of a sudden now players aren't dropping balls. And, again, I'm not defending Jimmy Garoppolo. Like I said, I hope he gets chained up to a bed tomorrow and we don't see him ever again. <laughs> but the reality is, is that that locker room is behind him 150%. So that's why it doesn't matter how mad some of these people are. Oh, we don't win the Super Bowl. Oh, oh, It's a failure. Yeah, okay, it's a failure. Let's fire everybody. Let's start all the way over. Now, what we all should be thankful for for Jimmy G is that for a long time in San Francisco, they had the best locker room in sports. That's because they always believed they would win. And before he got there, we were scrubs. The Yorks have taken everything we loved about this team, crumbled it up, and wiped it with their butt and cashed a check. Okay? When he came in here, he helped create a locker room psychology of winning. And we should be thankful for that. We really should be. Despite the fact he's a bonehead and he's a meathead and he makes a lot of mistakes that he probably shouldn't make. We have a locker room that believes they can win every Sunday. So when people were saying, fire this person, fire that person at two and four, I said, look, if you look at the whole game, Jimmy's not losing these games. They're making mistakes. They're missing a block here. They're dropping a pass there. There's a penalty there. There's a holding here. I'm seeing a lot of stupid self-inflicted mistakes. I'm like, they correct the mistakes. They're probably going to be okay. It's a long season. Oh, I didn't give up on a season, and I wasn't calling for Trey Lance. And I'll, and I'll end on this. Shout out to Rombo Sports. I hosted a show once with Rombo where we did a fantasy draft. And we looked at the draft. And he said, hey, would you do a fantasy draft for me? Because I used to work in NFL circles. So I said, yeah, I'll do one. So I did it. And I went and I looked at all the quarterbacks. Trey Lance wasn't even on my, radio, on my radar when I started looking at players. But when I looked at the tape, and I looked at a lot of tape, okay, I'm like, this kid is the best. He spent the most time under center. He's smart. He called his own protections. He's got a rocket forearm. He could run. He's smart. I'm like, holy crap. It's like Peyton Manning's brain on Cam Newton's body. I'm like, that's the guy. And I, he wasn't even on my radar. So I put Trey Lance in my fantasy draft. And what I saw when he played was a player who wasn't ready. Not because he didn't know what to do, but because his instincts are all wrong. He was still playing like he was in college, trying to run over people, trying to engage hits, missing drop downs. He's got to get the short game because the offensive line is built for the short game and running. He's got to learn the short game of football, throwing the ball in the tight windows, throwing it short. That is what Jimmy G's elite at. Okay. That's what one area he's elite, where Trey Lance is elite throwing outside the numbers and down the field. Once Trey Lance gets the nuances of the short game, it will be his job. And I believe he's there. Because I also said, well, Trey Lance will make the biggest difference on the the 49ers this year will be as a scout team quarterback because eventually he'll be hard to stop. And you've seen it before, too. When you see someone who's supposed to be a role player at practice and he's tearing up everybody else, all of a sudden the coaches are like, you might have to give this guy some actual starting time. And that's what's going to happen with Trey. I do think that he's probably there, but there's no way that you can pull the psychology of winning rug off from under the entire team, thrust a rookie right. in there, and say, go win. It's just not right. going to happen. That's going to – doubt will creep in. And what will doubt do for your game, Croc? What does doubt do? It's not good. Not good. Doubt, doubt is not good. Doubt is good. I'll end with this. As one of my favorite players of all time, I think he's top five, because you had to deal with him with four downs, Deion Sanders. What people yeah. didn't see with Deion was how much he studied. He had incredible physical, God-given gifts. He had speed. He had attitude. But he also had not just confidence, but he had smarts. And it takes all of those things to be one of the greats. And Jimmy G will never be one of the greats. But what where, where he is great at, he is great as instilling the belief of winning amongst his teammates and confidence. Yes, sir. And that's where he's invaluable. And I want to end on one last thing. Lowell Cone said, if you want Trey to start, you have to get rid of Jimmy G. You got got to cut him. You got to trade him. They couldn't do it. That's why he's still there. (laughs) They couldn't do it because they ruined their psychology of winning that they built for the last five years. So hopefully that helps some people. Don't be so mad. We may not win the Super Bowl. We may not. Okay. But you do have a winning football team that is poised to win for many years to come
0: yes sir man i appreciate all you right, coming bro. on puppet dragon dropping that you knowledge. got it brother let's go
7: all, all right, right. You let's have a go. good one. you too man
0: all right here we go i got one more caller he's been very very patient saved the save one of my uh favorites for last uh, i have a couple contributions here one contribution one comment that i wanted to uh, get to since when did gunslingers not throw touchdowns? Please stop calling him a gunslinger. He is the uh he has that interception to be called. He has the interceptions to be called a gunslinger, though. Um I think there's there's an issue with Jimmy Garoppolo. He is, he is kind of a kind of a gunslinger, but he's supposed to be a game manager. So he's kind of like stuck in between. It's kind of like this sandwich of like. You know, I'm not this one, but I'm not this one, but I am this one, but I am this one. Like, so yeah, I don't even know if you can just put him in a certain category. I do things that the, the, the way he lets it rip. It there is some kind of gunslinger mentality to it, but I when you think of gunslinger, think of Patrick Mahomes. You think of Matthew Stafford, who will force things and try things, and 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 they'll have their turnovers, but then they also there's a there's typically when you give somebody that gunslinger title there's typically a much higher payoff. And I think you're missing that from Jimmy Garoppolo in a sense of, uh, from a statistical standpoint, I'll say that. Uh, and one other comment I wanted to get to, uh, Corn- Cornelio. He says, Trey Lance this bad? No. I-, I don't think it's about what Trey Lance is or isn't right now. If you listen to anything that Papa Dragon said, he touched on it's about Jimmy And his influence in the locker room and with the players and that they're behind him. Trey Lance, he hasn't really had the opportunity to truly, to truly get guys behind him. Has he played in a couple games? Yes. I'm pretty sure guys like Trey Lance. But right now, most of these guys that we're seeing right now, they've been with uh, Jimmy Garoppolo for years. Most of the guys that you hear speak out about Jimmy Garoppolo on his behalf. They've been with him for years. We're talking about four or five years. Yeah. So you're not going to have a rookie be able to come into the situation with that guy on the roster still, Jimmy Garoppolo, and be like, oh, yeah, you know, hey, Jimmy, we've won a lot of games with Jimmy Garoppolo. We've been to a Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo. We've been in big games, whatever, whatever. But now throw this rookie in and he's only started two games. No, they're not going to be behind that right now until they're forced to be. So when they are forced to be in a situation where they got to back Trey Lance, trust me, they will, they will. But, and, and, and we saw that right. When Trey Lance, when he started against Houston, Texas, what were they saying? They came out, Hey, we've seen tremendous growth from him. he's gotten better at this. He's even improved as a practice squad guy, uh, you know, giving us looks. Uh, I have all the faith that he's going to go in there and he went in there and he won And the 49ers won. and Trey Lance had a solid game. All right. But all right. Jimmy Garoppolo is healthy. Back to Jimmy, because that's the guy that we've been with this for the last four or some years. I think uh, uh, Kyle Shanahan did a really amazing job of kind of talking about where the situation stands right now. Right. And Kyle talked about he said, listen, it's out in the open what the situation is. This is the last ride for, for Jimmy Garoppolo. All right. And like Kyle said, it's better that everybody's out with it. They're open about it. They understand what this scenario is. I don't even, After Kyle Shanahan said it after I saw he talked about how, hey, let's just go about our business and it is what it is. And the fact that people still talk about Jimmy Garoppolo being on this roster next week, next year, excuse me, not happening. But I think as of right now, Jimmy, the, the players love him. They've been around him for almost five years. So it's not about Trey Lance right now. It's about them knowing who Jimmy is and the wars and battles that they've been in with him. Don't worry. It's coming to an end soon. All right. But hopefully not until the 49ers hold up that Lombardi trophy. Here we go. Got my guy Ben Myers Meyer coming on. Myerson, excuse me. What's up, Uh no, you good,
8: bro. Uh, I'm doing good. How are you doing today, man?
0: Oh, man. Doing awesome. Had a long show. We've been on here two hours. I'll see how many people <laughs> stick to that. But, uh. You know, always good. Always good to uh, hear the voice of everybody, how my guy Darius come on. And now you get to end with you.
8: Well, and hey, somebody said no mustache. So so
0: I think there might be a little upset about that,
8: man. I I got a haircut. I I just, you know, I I went down to bare minimums. I just, you know, cut all my hair off. So, uh, yeah, I'll grow it back out at some point. But uh, no, this is what (laughs) I'm sticking with for a little bit. Uh, well, how about this? If, hey, if the 49ers win a Super Bowl, I'll go full mustache for the offseason just for you, Croc. Uh, yes, sir. But, man, I thought that last call was great. Uh, the one thing I'll, I'll just say real quick, I, I, I wouldn't go as too far as to say what he said, was that um I think he said uh, the Patriots will still be in the playoffs at this point with Jimmy. I'm going to have to disagree with that one. I just don't I just don't believe that. I think that Patriots team is just not as good and they would have had to beat the Chiefs obviously and the Bills in back-to-back weeks and I just don't don't see that happening with any quarterback. Um unless you have Patrick Mahomes and you're taking him from the Chiefs, right? But right. I I think with the Jimmy discussion and I've definitely been a, a critic of him or at least viewed as a critic of him. At this point, Croc, who cares, man? Like it is what it is, and and I'm right where you are, which is that I wanted Trey Lance to start all season. I wanted him to get that opportunity to really be the starting quarterback for this team. But at this point in the season, if you tried to insert Trey Lance and just said, "Hey, you're going to be starting in the playoffs. You're going to start Week 18 against the Rams. You're going to, you know, in your third start, this is going to be one of the most important games of the franchise. You're going to be the guy." You're asking too much of him, and I think it's totally unfair to a guy who all year you've been saying, hey, you're not ready to suddenly all of a sudden be like, hey, we desperately need you. You're going to be the guy. You're going to save the franchise, you know? That just seems like a totally unfair situation to me, Croc. Right. Uh, but I, the the thing I wanted to talk about is the Niners' defense with you because you and I had a really interesting discussion about a month ago all about the corners and how they value the position what what they spend on it um and i'll just come out and say I, was, I think i was flat out wrong about Ambry thomas in specific and not in not considering how much he could have gotten better and how talented he really was look he wasn't the guy i really watched and i think when we talked about it too um you could kind of sense where i was going that I felt like the team should have just maybe taken guys higher, you know, for that premium of a position, you want to get the more premium players and just with the way the draft goes, taking that, those guys, that position higher, it's just better. Usually it works out best, but I think what's been great for this 49ers team. um, And you tell me if you think I'm wrong, Croc. And I think the reason that I'm I'm not going to stop believing in them until they fail is because they're peaking at the right time. Yeah. I, I, I think you look at, you know, the offense, it's been a little up and down lately, um, but they can have their games, right? You look at what this defense has been doing specifically, obviously the, the front has just become elite. It's the best front seven in football, I think, right now. And I think what D'Amico Ryans is doing, if he doesn't get a head coaching job this offseason, he's going to get one next offseason. He's that great. I really believe in yeah. him. And also, I, I think, you know, I talked about the front, but but Croc, I feel like their coverage it's as good as it's been all season. I I really believe that. I think really the one person who's just starting to worry me now is is actually Kwan out of anyone. I I think Kwan's great at run fitting, um, and he does some things very well. But do you, I you know I I see him getting killed on that slot fade. Obviously, that's such a tough thing to cover. Um, but in in terms of coverage, if they have all the guys that they want to have, Mosley, Ambry, and, and they play Kwan in that nickel, um. I, I feel like this is the best defense in football. Do you think I'm wrong, or is this an overreaction? Or, or I guess my thing is that this defense is trending in the right direction at the right time, and all their issues that they may have had earlier in the season where they were getting those P.I. calls constantly early, um, and, and their front wasn't as dominant, as disruptive until they moved Eric Armstead inside and then moved Arden and Key in and out in the way they have been. I just feel like they're figuring everything out right when they need to with this team.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, they're getting in the groove. There is one thing I want to touch on. Kawan Williams. Yeah. Running vertically with routes has never been a strength of Kawan Williams. Kawan Williams typically is solid underneath. And I have said that as long as he's been a 49er. And if you look at this, like he's made some impact plays in key moments.
8: Um, there was a play, the Dallas game. I mean, he caught the. The pick. Dallas
0: game, the interception when he made that pick and that uh, leading the points, that was big time. There was a play on the Packers' last drive. I believe it was second down. Yeah. He had a big pass breakup, near interception there at the end of that game. So you know he makes plays here and there, and there's some things that he does. I did a a, a film study with uh, Coach Voss last night. If you guys go to Coach Voss's YouTube channel you want to know about 49ers defense. If you want to know anything about the intricacies of it and some shit that's even way over my head, go to Coach Voss's YouTube channel. And they were on there last night for three hours breaking down the 49ers versus Packers defense and the different looks and the play calls and different things the 49ers were doing. Uh, shout out to Demigo Ryan with the disguises. Uh, you see some coverage bust. You see some things, and I talk about it from my perspective. I'm looking at the coverage bus right before halftime, the big play they uh to um uh, uh Aaron Jones. And yeah. you know, a lot of people are like Jimmy Ward. I know from what I was told because you had a tight split by the receiver, I believe it was Lazard. He ran an end-breaking route. Uh so as a corner, typically I'm taught second guy through my zone, I have to run with that. So once Lazard goes away, anything that comes now, I have to carry that. So I right. think it was Dante Johnson, but I don't know. You don't know what adjustments. The 49ers were told. But if you want to know anything about the defense, man, going to that. And then there's another thing I want to touch on real quick. Um, you talked about uh, Ambry Thomas. And I yeah. think sometimes what's hard for fans and, you know, I, I even see that as you were talking about him and you're like, man, I just didn't see it or whatever. And I saw some people that are like, oh yeah, I, I called him a bust. I don't think that there's any way. Unless you just see a guy that just flat out can't play. There is no way you call someone a bust after their rookie year. No. Or even during their rookie year, in the middle of their rookie year, or after just them playing for two starts. Guys, rookies, their heads are spinning. There's a lot that they're learning. It's a different game. It's a different speed. And there there has to be that, like, opportunity for them to adjust and and make changes within themselves, at least give them – their time in the NFL, see where they need to improve and give them an offseason before we start throwing the bust word around. Yeah. Um, is, you know, even to say, like, Trey Lance. The improvement that we've seen from Trey Lance from his first start, which even in his first start, I saw a lot of good things because that, that's yeah. what I'm looking for. Early on with guys, especially rookies, rookies I'm just looking at, okay, do they show me some things that tell me that they can be who I think they can believe? from a skill set standpoint. And I thought even in the in the Cardinals game, he showed me that. But yeah. I saw so much growth from that game, even to the way that Kyle Shanahan called plays for him against the Texans oh, yeah. and some of the things. Are there areas where he needs to continue to improve? Of course. But he's a fucking rookie, and that was his second start. And it's just like for people to write off these guys and say what they are or aren't after very limited playing time and small sample size in NFL, playing against grown ass men, yeah, a 21 year old Trey Lance playing against 30 year old, 31, 32 guys that are seasoned vets, and expect them to perform at certain. Level. I mean, it's just it's a little unfair. So people writing off Ambry Thomas. The way I saw it was, I thought Ambry Thomas did a really good job early on of showing he can play. He's in position yeah. now. It's just like, hey, can you make the play? And we saw later on he started to make the plays. And are there still going to be ups and downs? He could play Saturday or Sunday, excuse me, Sunday, 3.30 in the afternoon against the Rams. And he can have a terrible game. But to me, that's not going to say, well, 49 should just throw him away and just draft somebody to play over him. My thought process would be like, all right, we saw some some moments where he can improve. (laughs) We saw some high-level moments. We saw some game-pushing interceptions. We saw some good play. And then, you know, we saw some bad play. Hey, going to the offseason. Figure out what you need to do to get better, and figure out a way to solidify the starting spot at cornerback. So that's just kind of my whole spiel. Yeah. Sorry, I went on well, the whole rant.
8: No, no, you, that was perfect. And I think you know, since our conversation that we had, I, I'm right there with you in that I don't want them to replace uh, a starter or bring in a guy to start over Ambry or Mosley at this point. I I think what right. with what they have with those two guys, they need to stick with it. If if anything, what they need is a, a really you know. Uh, a veteran they know is going to be available if one of those guys goes down that they can plug in and play and can be a starter but not necessarily a guy who you want to be your starter right i to me i that's the way i see it now with them at least in terms of team building um my my one last thing before i get out of here Crock, because i know i've been on for a while and i know you got to get mm-hmm. out of here but uh with the Trey Lance discussion moving forward, just just peeking into the future. I know we have this big game this week, and it's going to be a really interesting few weeks. But to me, the the thing that I've been, you know, really most optimistic about with what I've seen from this team is that I think this is the best, most elite roster in football, top to bottom, outside of the quarterback position, really. I think that depth that they have on this team, the way they've built this team this way, the the premium players they have at every single level, um, rookies, you know, veterans, just I've been so impressed with everything they've done. And I think once Trey Lance is starting next season, yeah, there's going to be some ups and downs for sure. We just talked about it with rookies, right? He's only going to be making his third start next season. But at the end of the day, if you want to talk about it from a numbers perspective, because I know people get caught up in some of the advanced statistics with Jimmy, especially in the regular season when the 49ers were winning, people are bringing out all kinds of stuff. The the couple things that I really focus on that tell the bigger story beyond just what we're seeing is that, you know, with a guy like Trey versus a guy like Jimmy, there's going to be some big differences for one. They they have the same interception rate. They have the same turnover worthy play rate. So Trey's going to be turning it over just as often as Jimmy does. And if anything, it's going to be slightly less than from what Jimmy is. I think Jimmy's turnover-worthy play percentage is a little higher. But, but with a guy like Trey Lance versus Jimmy, Jimmy is averaging eight yards in attempt, but he's averaging it on you know a 7.7-yard average depth of target. That's not what it's going to be with Trey Lance. He's going to average uh, 11 yards average depth of target. They're going to average nine yards per attempt per throw. Uh, his pressure to sack percentage, that's, that's to me, Croc, really the most exciting thing. That's the best thing I've seen from Trey mm-hmm. Lance is he has the same pressure to sack percentage as Josh Allen. And Josh Allen's the best in the league at that in terms of the numbers. Mm-hmm. So this is a guy with Trey Lance who, with, with Kyle, right, the the play can look great. Everything can work out. and And we see Jimmy even still misses some of those plays, right? But if Trey misses that play... Like we saw in the end zone in that Houston game on on one of those next couple drives after the after the interception, he he rolls out of the pocket and he throws the uh, the the sideline out of bounds to Brandon Ayuk because he's running. You know when he had the all slants play right out of the yeah. back of the end zone, and he could have just had the easy play to Kittle or Debo or even Iu. I think on on the on the first second or third read, but with a guy like Trey Lance, if that doesn't work out. It doesn't matter because you trust him when he gets on the move with the ball. You want him to to get outside of the execution or not the execution of the play, but the structure of the play yeah. and just make a play downfield. And I, I think, you know, looking at that versus what we get with Jimmy Garoppolo, to me, that's got to be the most exciting upside. Cause when Jimmy does that, right. Like we saw in Dallas, like we saw in green Bay, at least to pick sometimes when he tries to do too much with Trey Lance, I just want him to do more and more and more. Obviously you want him, you know, operating the offense well, but you get all those extra plays. You get those plays that aren't there. Even when Kyle draws them up, Um, I've just, I have nothing but optimism for this team and and real quick, I'll end on this crock and I'll get out of here. Um, There's no way they're going to bring Jimmy back just financially. When you really look into the numbers, with the starters they have on this team, who are going to be free agents, guys like Lake and Tomlinson, Tart, uh, Aziz, Arden Key, DJ Jones. Uh, un- unless they want to make their team significantly worse, they can't bring Jimmy Garoppolo back, right. and that's just that's the end of that, really. And um, yeah, I think they'll have a great opportunity this off season, man. I'm I'm really excited, um, and I know you're going to be at the Senior Bowl and the HBCU Bowl, right, Croc?
0: Yeah, yeah, I'll be All there. Right. I leave to I leave the Mobile friday thursday friday okay yeah.
8: well hey i'll just say this for the senior bowl watch out for my fsu guys i know we're gonna have yeah. jermaine johnson there he's a stud uh so man enjoy that though that's gonna be an awesome trip uh i wish i could have gone to the senior bowl i was trying to get my credentials but like, i got a little too late but i'll be watching i'll definitely enjoy that for sure Crock. and i appreciate it
0: hey real quick always. jermaine johnson that's the edge rusher right
8: Yeah, he's a number number 11. He was the uh, kid who transferred from Georgia, who was the um, uh, last chance you guy. He he was on that show, that Netflix show. But um, yeah, yeah, disruptive. He's great, man. But enjoy that for sure. He's a he's a great guy, but he's a he's he's going to be a great impact NFL player for sure.
0: Yes sir, yes sir, man. Well, Alright all Ben, right. I appreciate you coming on. Y'all, that Ben. Hey, let everybody know where they can follow you cuz you you, you know, you talk about the 49ers content. Obviously you have great insight. Let them know where they can find you.
8: Well, I appreciate that coming from you, Croc. Uh, you can follow me over on Twitter at by Ben Meyerson. I post all my stuff there. I, I put my streams up on there. Um, and I do I do work for, for Grant Cohn as well. I saw someone put that in the comments. You know what? Shout out to the the Grant Cohn journalism tree, man. He, he's connecting people in all kinds of different ways. And uh, uh, I know people give him crap. But like, like I've heard you say, he's a great guy, man. And uh, shout out to yeah. him. All
0: right. All right, Ben. Appreciate you coming on, bro. Peace all right yeah uh, grant grant cone he's a he's a certain way on on social media i I think that's for his kind of his brand and he's kind of built his brand around that but the grant cone I've met in person is different uh, yeah, I mean it doesn't come off the same i guess awesome person awesome person he, he is real cool uh real quick, I got a couple uh uh super chats here got oh my guy Symmetry7. He said, we literally have eight quarters of football left with Jimmy. I believe he can be better at the right moments of those eight quarters than not. I'm going to enjoy it. And I agree. And that's the thing that I know everybody's everybody's hoping for. Just be good in those eight quarters or be better in more of those eight quarters than not. Uh, we have Mark here. Eric, what are your thoughts on Dante Johnson? Uh, Serviceable. You know, a lot of people gave him crack for... Crap, crack. <laughs> a lot of people gave him crap. And, you know, at the end of the day, man, when it comes to Dante Johnson, I've said it all along. When you start getting to your sixth corner and stuff like that, it's not ideal, regardless of who that is. But with Dante Johnson, at least you know he's someone who can pit, uh, work at multiple spots in a pinch, where there's cornerback, nickel, safety. He can play in all of those spots. So I always saw the value with Dante Johnson. Hell, I bring Dante Johnson back again next year be the sixth corner and flex player in that secondary. Somebody that knows his role. I know a lot of y'all earlier were talking about how, uh, I said, Jimmy Ward's the longest tenure 49er draft 2014. I know Dante Johnson was in that draft as well for the 49ers, but he left for a couple years. So although he's back with the 49ers and they were, he was drafted by the 49ers, hasn't been with the Niners the entire time. So, uh, Dante Johnson. Yeah, man, I have a, I have a different level of, Respect for what he is for the 49ers. Yep. Got my guy here. Chris says serviceable and versatile. Those are two things we all need to aspire to be in life. Right. All right, y'all man. It's the end of this show. I appreciate everybody that's in here. We've had close to 500 for damn near most of these two hours. Shout out to my guy, Derry Butler came on, gave his perspective on Jimmy G, the conversation surrounding that Chris coming on challenging him. I loved it. I'm going to have to cut that up and make it its own segment. All right. I appreciate everybody that's tuned in. If you are new to this show and you're not subscribed yet, hit that like button. Hit the subscribe button if you like this show. If you're on Twitter and you watch for the entire time or not, come over to YouTube. Check out the entire show. I'll try to cut it up into different segments. I appreciate everyone, everyone that has been on here. He says, my guy, shout out to Pat McAfee, dude. Yeah, man, that's Darius Butler. And I will say this. Uh, Pat McAfee, man, he's he's showing the way. He's showing the way. He is showing the way. All right, $130 million contract, man. I'm going to get that somehow. I'm going to get that somehow. I appreciate everybody that's contributed to the show, everybody that called in. My guy Symmetry7, he's been active in the chat with the contributions. I appreciate you, big dog, for real, uh, from the bottom of my heart. Now, I get to go out there and see what they're doing on the facility, what they are um, putting together out there, man. My 12,000-square-foot sports performance facility, it's gonna be up soon. I'm super excited about that and what's to come from there. But y'all know what it is. Until next time, we are out. Peace. Intercepted. It is picked off by Eric
1: Walker over midfield. He'll run it all the way into the end zone. The Crop Talk TV podcast. Peace. Podcast.
0: Peace.